who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Beyond and hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Dornbush and this is a very special episode of Podcast Beyond known as Drunk Beyond. It used to be a tradition on the show that we haven't really done in a while, but now that I'm hosting, I wanted to bring it back because it was always one of my favorite episodes of the year. So what you're about to hear is an episode that was recorded on the final night of E3 2019. It is a long, rambling, tangent-filled conversation that I occasionally had to leave, so who knows what happened in those few minutes. Um, But what it is, is an attempt to give you a snapshot of... The show that we loved, the show that we were confused by, the things we liked, didn't like, want to hear more about. Um, It's a really wide-ranging thing, as I said, because we have representations from every platform podcast on IGN, so I really wanted to bring that through on the episode. So it's not PlayStation-centric necessarily, but it does star myself, Tom Marks, John Ryan, Lucy O'Brien, Miranda Sanchez, Janet Garcia, Casey DeFridis, with cameos by Terry Schwartz and Tina Amini and Pat Coughlin from our video team, who is a wonderful, wonderful, one of the hardest workers at IGN, but you probably won't actually hear him on the show because he doesn't like to be on mic, and that's fine. But uh, I hope it gives you an idea of how we were all doing on the final night of the show. Again, it was recorded that night. We were not looking at computers. We are not looking at every article that came out at E3 because we just finished putting up so many of our own. So we may not be 100% accurate on every game that we talk about. So please forgive us uh, if we get a fact or two wrong about games, especially if it was info that came out after E3. But if you haven't, please check out all of our coverage from E3. There's so much good stuff on IGN, whether it's videos, previews, news, commentary, anything. There's so much that we put into that week, and I really hope you appreciate all the work that is there. And this will hopefully give you an idea of how crazy we were after doing all that work. Um, With that said, this was an episode recorded on the final night of E3. We're all, you know, at least a drink or two in at the start. So to quote one of my favorite podcasts around, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool babies? Uh, So yes, there is some cursing in this episode. Sorry, 
Uh, it won't reflect any changes in the normal episodes of Beyond, so if you want to listen to some E3 commentary about Beyond, this week's episode we talked about some of the biggest games at E3, Sony's place in E3. Uh, that should give you a really good, more focused conversation than sometimes what happens here, but this episode is really fun. I hope you enjoy it. Beyond is normally live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, but other than that, please enjoy this episode and Beyond. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond. Uh, this is a very special episode that I like to bring to you. It's currently June 13th, the final night of E3. Uh, I This is probably in the middle of an episode, so it's me, Jonathan Dormush. I'm here with Tom Marks. What up? Janet Garcia. Hey. Casey DeFritis. And Lucy O'Brien. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, have finished our E3 uh, deluge of business for now. Uh, only 362 days to go until E3 2020. Please don't do that. No. <laughs> Please don't. No. Um, and so you may have already seen. Uh, excuse me. Did everyone get a meal but me? Yes. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Man. I would change my order. Oh, well. The only reason that I actually decided to order a meal is because I saw how liberally she poured oh, really? that vodka. Oh, no. This Wait, is going to go oh, bad. Wow. Um, so if you were wondering what we're doing, this is the final night of E3. And there used to be this tradition called Drunk Beyond, where every year uh, the members of Beyond would get together on the final night of E3 and just talk about E3 and whatever else was going on as they descended into drunkenness. Will that happen this year, or will we just go to sleep because we're old? I don't know. But we're going to give it a try. Um, so, Lucy, what was your favorite thing about E3? <laughs> my favorite thing or my favorite game? Favorite thing. Well, I did actually tweet out just earlier that my favorite thing was seeing like this elderly lady like push like a stroller full of um, ice and a single uh, can of Coke across the sidewalk I was like this is a real E3 highlight but you Just, also didn't know it was called a stroller right? I did not know it was called a stroller I called it a pram <laughs> and everyone was like what's a pram I was, I was one of those people yeah. I had no idea what so, you were talking about so yeah apparently is a pram an Australian stroller it's a stroller okay and, yeah but like yeah. Anyway, whatever. Do you also so, call your sweater a jumper? I do call. I call. Yeah. Or a jersey. Is your jacket? But I call. A I call. But I call a jet. Like I call like a jumper, like a jersey. Like, like I'll wear like a warm jersey. Okay. And that's a New Zealand thing. If you're wearing. That's not even an Australian. If you're thing. wearing Steph Curry's jersey, what are you wearing? So I'm wearing his jersey. So that is a jersey style, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you guys will still call fish and chips fish and chips, even though you know that They're not chips. Fries. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking so of, they are weird double standards. They have sweet potato fries here. I'm totally going to get some of those later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to order some later. Anyway. But they call those frites here because yeah. it's fancy. Ugh, yeah. the, the fig has changed so much. Anyway, Lucy, besides the stroller, the pram, excuse me, what was your favorite game you saw at E3 2019? So my favorite game was definitely Watch Dogs yeah. Legion. So good. I'm so really good. pleased that I'm starting, like, that I'm going to tag team out of this shit. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> I don't want to be the drunk person sure. on this podcast. It's going to be Tom, so you don't need to No, I'm, I'm your designated podcaster for the evening. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, Watch Legion was, I, I, I thought it was great. I had so much fun with it. I love the idea that you can uh, 
someone's double fisting. I love the idea that you can uh, just like basically recruit. Well, no, you can literally recruit any and any person, any, yeah. any character that you, uh, including Helen. Helen, Helen is great. They put out a tweet that was like NPC now playable character, and I'm like, I see what you did there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cute. yeah no, it was great, and I had a really good time with it. I uh, I ended up with three different characters, including the elderly lady, because obviously Ubisoft knows that they're onto a good thing with that. Oh yeah. Um, but the point, uh, part of the point is that it's not the elderly lady, right? Like Helen doesn't exist. That's right. My 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 woman was called, I think, Sarah. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had Margaret. What a weird way to pronounce Helen. Yes. <laughs> it was spelled H E L E N. They do because they're. Human beings. Oh, I just came here to play games. You know, one of the most depressing things that I've ever been told in my entire life is like this. There was, I mean, I, I used to work with this woman. She must have been like in her early sixties, and I remember, and I was, I was possibly in my like mid to late twenties when I was working with her, and I remember her saying, "You know, one of the most depressing things about being an." A woman who is of a certain age is that you are completely invisible to society, and I was like, "Oh yeah, cool. Oh, oh that's a real shame." At the time, because I was like hot and in my mid twenties. <laughs> and what do you mean was hot? Oh, bless you. But like, but now it's like, wow, that's really hitting me. So for me, what you know, the fact, the fact, no, but the fact that Ubisoft is really like. Did highlight that in in the demo, in the yeah. Watch Dogs Legion demo, and I did get to play as a, as, as an like a kick-ass elderly lady was fucking fantastic. And aside from that, I'm allowed to swear, right? I mean, I'm not going to go through and edit this. I, for everyone listening, <laughs> I will put a warning at the end of this. I, I there's no way I could find every. At the I'm going to put the warning at the end of this. Oh, okay. No, you're correct. I've literally had three sips of a drink. Um, <laughs> Drink, I'm gonna. It's a. She poured heavy, apparently. Yeah, I'll put a warning at the beginning that this is not for the kids. Um, well, if it's drunk beyond, it's definitely not for the kids. It's definitely not for, not for the kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I just now like, it's for the kids because there's a hashtag. I just so like it's good. There, you, you can play as an elderly woman who's invisible to society and also literally can turn invisible to society. Yeah. Because that's yeah. an ability in the game. Yeah. yeah, there's an ability oh, okay. to turn invisible. My favorite thing about the old woman characters that you can play is that so you use the right trigger to run, but their run is still like a, yeah, a like fast run walk. Is still like... It's barely anything <laughs> yeah. and it's so great. Yeah, and just like watching the way they animated them to climb, like it's tough for them to climb in the world. I, I love that attention. To yeah, I, I, it was just—it was really fun. I, I think that there's some—you know—I in my tweet I just I said that you know there's some real sort of like ground being broken here. That this is a really exciting game yeah. and it's a really exciting prospect. And I think everyone was really cynical about it because obviously it was leaked, and I think everyone was a little bit like oh sus about it, like no 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 can this work? But they've you know managed to actually make it work yeah. and I had such a good time and like also really enjoyed Cyberpunk but for my money <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion gave a show oh yeah for the me Cyberpunk too Cyberpunk gave us these really rad jackets though the I didn't get a jacket because I, well, I bounced I left early I left Lucy. early so here's the thing I talked to the PR guy 
HR person, as I was going, I was like, hey, this is starting 20 minutes late. I'm going to have to leave early. Can I still get a jacket? And she said, come back tomorrow. I'll hook you up. And that's nice. what happened today. I, I, wasn't, mean, I wasn't told to come back tomorrow. I was I, just I like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was can't. like, I really want this. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, but as far as the Watch Dogs thing, I think it is really cool that, like, to be able to play as, like, characters you normally can't play as in a video game. Um, yeah, a lot of times the protagonists are, like, super around the mill. Like, either, usually it's, like, a dude or, like, pick your own character or, like, it's an animal or you're, like, not real. Or a furry. <laughs> yeah, like, something magical. Um, so that's really fun. And then, um, uh, me and Miranda, who's walking over right now, had interviewed the, the narrative director for Control, and we brought up Watch Dogs, because I think we're talking about what's your favorite things in the show, and she was like, it's interesting narratively, because if you can be anyone, then who really is the player in terms of the story? Mm. And it's just like a fascinating concept, um, in a lot of ways. So, and I think some of my favorite moments in games is like quirky, interesting NPCs, so the idea of being able to be those people is really exciting. Yeah, I loved in the demo, you basically can, like, in the past games, profile every character. But so, like, you see every little descriptor of every character. And they there were some really weird ones. Like, someone, I forget if JR said it, but it was, like, one of them was, like, got in trouble for punching a tree in half or something like that. Like, they're absurd. And I was talking to one of the devs, and they're like, oh, yeah, the writer's right over there. She and, like, two other guys, they just spend hours just going through pages of these, That's like, so descriptors. Fun. That's amazing. Yeah, there's so many little touches to it. Do they put that do they put the NPCs together randomly? Do they like take different bits of things and then like mash them together? I would honestly love to know how it works from a like technical level. Yeah. Because like I just I they're not randomly generated. Like these are these are voice. They're made oh, they're characters. Right. Yeah, they're all voiced. They're all made to be specific. There's like voice modulation going on, and like Ubisoft has really gotten into AI and machine learning. So my guess is they're using a bit of that sort of stuff to create these characters so yeah. that they are they can have so many. But I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they're like randomized. Like each one is a bespoke character to an extent. They're all like I think based on sort of archetypes and stuff. Casey, what was your favorite game of the show? I mean, the obvious answer is Monster Hunter Iceborne, but I'm going to go with the less obvious answer and go with the, the game that surprised me the most, because I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, but Final Fantasy VII kind of blew me away. That's what I've heard. Like, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't get to check, I didn't get yeah. to check it out. No, but, neither did I. Um, I'm really but I hear by all accounts, like, everyone has just been, like, very surprised by how good it looks. Yeah, no, it looks great, yeah. it plays great. Writing was legitimately funny, which I—I I mean, I was watching the presentation and I saw watched a cutscene, and Barrett is going—he's just like being over the top and stupid in the elevator about how we're draining the Earth's lifeblood, you know, being super over the top, and it's like, oh, this is really campy and kind yeah. of dumb. But then Cloud is like, oh, you really hear the Earth talking to you? And Barrett's like, yes, I do. Of course I do. And Cloud's like, get help. And it's like, oh, like, they know he's being over the top and campy. And Cloud is, like, recognizing that. And I just laughed at that statement. And, man, the gameplay is just so deep and interesting. And they added, so they added, they have an HP bar, but they also have a stagger bar for enemies. So instead of just worrying about, you know, wiggling away HP, you have to worry about the stagger bar because kind of like Octopath Traveler, once yeah. you stagger your enemy, that's when you want to unload all of your AP and MP and special abilities because that's when you'll do the most damage. 
So you're kind of managing. Casey just got a burger, by the way. It looks really good. I'm excited. If anyone wants fries, please. Oh, shit. Pork belly on the burger. Pork belly on the burger. Pork belly on everything. Sorry, vegetarians. But Final Fantasy Seven was. I was able to play through. I think the Shinra Electric Company through the boss, which was the Scorpion Sentry. And I think they renamed it in the remake. I don't know. But, man, that boss fight was just so interesting to play because you're trying to... It brings up the shields. You have to figure out how to bypass that. And you have to figure out when to unleash your um, like most powerful abilities. You have a self-healing ability. And it just was so deep and interesting. And you can change the way you play it based on how you prefer to play a game. Okay, so my question is because I grew up with the original... Uh, which I know, you know, like the back of my hand. Uh, and obviously, the new Final Fantasy is catering towards, like, the purists and also those who are coming to it for the first time. So, how did you choose to play? And did you find that it was really, like, it felt quite natural to switch in between the two? It was, yeah, it was very natural. I didn't get to mess with the face buttons but okay. I know in the real game you will be able to do that. Right. So basically you have two options to play. You can basically bring up a pause menu where you can choose your magic and special abilities otherwise you're blocking and attacking and dodging in real time but if you want to do magic or a special ability you can bring up a, a pause menu but you can map any of your items, magic, or special abilities onto the D-pad so you can play the whole thing in action RPG style of life. So cool. So, yeah, so they, they yeah. literally said, like, we want you to play the game how you want to. And the other thing that... The other thing that the... When I was in a group presentation, one of the developers said that they approached Final Fantasy VII Remake as if it was a brand new Final Fantasy, so they wanted to implement as many kind of reinventations, and, and they wanted to be... Gosh, what is the word... They just wanted to be creative and reinvented and like kind of create a new thing for the series. So they, they looked at Final Fantasy VII Remake as if it was a brand new Final Fantasy, just with pre-existing characters and stories. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I'm like way more excited for this now that I've been able to uh, see it. Oh, no, that, it. like, that, yeah, that's, that the makes me so happy. Yeah. I just, like, I, yeah, I didn't Gosh. get to check it out. And I'm Where's Nanaki? I know! Give me red 13. Right? That's Miranda right? Sanchez, by the way. She has joined us as well. Hi. That's all I care about. No, me too. Actually, when, when we when we uh, shot our IGN now, uh, uh, yeah, what Miranda want. and I, you you and I had exactly the same. I was just like, red 13, red 13. That's all I want. Can you not show up to like way later in the game? He he's pretty late, but Cosmo Canyon is the best music in Final Fantasy VII, except for One Winged Angel. But other than that, Cosmo Canyon. One Winged Angel. Like, yeah, but that's not going to show up to like 2025. The thing that blows my mind is that uh, Square doesn't know how many uh, episodes, games there are going to be, yeah. episodes or whatever you want to call them, but they're not really episodes because no. this is like, they're games. Like, they have, like, they honestly, this is I don't massive think they've thought about it. No, they haven't thought about it, but like, what is going to happen when we cross over to the next gen of consoles? Like, are we... Uh, is... is are the Final Fantasy VII games going to cross over to the next generation of consoles, or are they just going to be released on like the old gen? And what does that mean 
several years down the line when we're all used to like PlayStation 5 or whatever and like Final Fantasy 7 is still coming out on PS4 like what the PS5 offers as a next-gen system, so right. forward compatibility is a thing that could happen. So if all of your saves and stuff is transferred, if it's some sort of upgrade to next-gen on your game, then it could all still exist there. Maybe Final Fantasy VII Remake will be the just dance of the next cultural generation. <laughs> but that's not saying, but now we. Oh, like, seriously, like, maybe it will be. Except like, what... I mean, like, God of War 2 came out, like, a year into the PS3's life cycle and the PS2 were, like, sort of in bridging that gap, essentially. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, especially because this console generation, it feels like they know it's going to be a slow adoption rate yeah. because of how good games still are, that we're probably going to see people slowly making their way to the PS5 for a couple of years. So it's like the master of remasters. Yes. Jenna, what was uh, your favorite thing of the show? Probably still Luigi's Mansion three. Yeah. Um, it's not a Nintendo show, but I'll allow it. And Casey, we're going to oh, come back hey, to Monster Hunter, but Jenna, I want you to be was, able to. What eat. was your favorite part of Luigi's Mansion three? Luigi. Honestly, it was the combat system, but Luigi's also. I've actually warmed to Luigi. Yeah. His gooey form. Yeah. T- tell me <laughs> um, your favorite fun fact about Luigi, which is true. Um, I think the fact that he's a time traveler is probably my yeah. favorite fact. What? Um, yeah, Luigi <laughs> is a time traveler. That <laughs> is like lore. That's Correct. Like, yeah, That's he, um, he, he was created during the um, era of Dark Moon and Beyond, and then Professor Egad needed to train him, so he sent him back to the era of Luigi's Mansion 1 so that he could practice. That's why he appears in the, the remaster. 3DS the, remaster. The remaster. Yeah, so right. it's like Sailor Moon. Yes, there you go. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so he's a time traveler. Um, I don't know how they, I don't know which version of Luigi is in Luigi's Mansion 3. If it's a single Luigi, or if there's like existing across mobile timelines that's all kind of unclear and all I did was kind of concern the treehouse people when I asked about it but um, but yeah I really like the combat system I love Luigi's Mansion it's one of my favorite franchises of all time um, and I feel like every game it just gets better um, I think this one's going to be the best one because it really improves on one of the things that people kind of complain about with Luigi's Mansion which is that like it's a lot of like Flashlight, suck up a ghost. Oh no, you gotta run away because there's other ghosts around. Um, this gives you a lot more autonomy. Um, and I think Luigi's Mansion was never about it being hard combat wise anyway, so I think making those things a little bit more streamlined is gonna be helpful. And I feel like they've added more tools to create more intriguing puzzles. Like, even though Luigi is like odd and disturbing, like having to control two characters at once makes for some fun puzzles because, like, you can send Luigi's, like, corpse, corpse husk self down to, like, a little elevator shaft while, like, Luigi's up top. Or, like, I use Luigi to get through, like, the little, um, case to get some gold bars, so... Miranda, yes, comment. Is I can really tell you... Is that weird? Luigi? <laughs> so, no, the Why thing, is that so weird? Gu- Luigi himself is not inherently weird. The fact that he comes out of, like, uh, out of, like a your, little your thing bag. near Luigi's butt... And it's it, uh, the good old J Town. How did you phrase it? Didn't your... know that was my nickname. Oh, uh, I phrased it. Are we both J Town? Yes, that's wow. gonna get confusing. Oh uh, God, I phrased I it, it as it looks like Guigi, or excuse me, it looks like to pass Guigi, Luigi is passing a really heavy Chipotle burrito that he just had like an hour ago. Because um, it does that, and then he just stands like the husk of his lifeless corpse. 
it's kind of like yeah. shaking there. I lo- I'm really excited. there. But also, uh, the game looks beautiful. I love me some ghosts. <laughs> it does. Uh, it looks really cool. Yeah. yeah, that's probably like my favorite game of the show just because I love that game so much. But like honorable mention, uh, me and Miranda saw Control earlier today yeah. and that really blew me away. I thought there was like, um, you know, a lot of variety in how you can approach combat in that game as well. Um, there was, um, I like the supernatural setting of Control. It makes the environment really fascinating. It's interesting because it's kind of this um, somewhat barren government facility. Whose tab is it? I don't know. Wait, what? I don't know. We don't have there a is tab. no tab. There's down no tab. Yet. There's currently. He's like, this I have your tab. I'm like, I'm no, gonna, you don't. I'm gonna go stories. This is a Diamond Dash situation. Whereas Control was actually really dope. I loved it. Uh, loved the supernatural setting. I was also, loved the combat. Yeah, I was very surprised. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every floor of the hotel that you're going to is a different theme. Is a different theme. Yeah. yeah. So I'm also really excited for the multiplayer. Um, so they didn't yeah. show it on the show floor, but I got to play. Uh, sorry no, for Luigi's Mansion. Sorry, we're back on Luigi's. Yeah, um, yeah. The skills paper is something I think they introduced in Dark Moon. Dark Moon, yeah, and, but, um, but just yeah, like on Switch and everything, it's less like it's this. It seems less competitive. It's more like just to be fun. Yeah, um, and yeah, um, Luigi's yeah. is just so great. Yeah, and I'm excited to see like what the story is, even though it's like it's just a Nintendo adventure game, so yeah. the story is never like you know I'm not gonna be crazy crying in depth. this game or, or something. you might, who knows? Maybe um, Luigi sacrifice. Yeah, I feel like Zelda is like an exception though. Um, for the most part, it's like. You got the thing! Woohoo! And that's like it. Um, but I'm curious as to what the story is going to be. Uh, yeah. Other honorable mention, Outer Worlds was also dope. That's Outer Worlds, I want to talk about Outer stuff, Worlds. especially, yes, not yes. Outer Wilds. Not uh, Wilds. Because it's Worlds. not on PlayStation. Uh, I do want to talk about Control once Miranda gets back for yeah. sure. Um, I do want to ask everyone at the table, including Tom, who's blowing on this hot, hot water. Um, tea. tea, thank you very much. Hot, hot water. It wasn't tea I feel tea like yet. if we were in a game, Tom would be like the wise and kind quest giver. Who's like, I need you to retrieve like my writing quill from the merchant. <laughs> I feel like he's acting on behalf of Pat, though. Pat, for reference, will probably be silent for this whole show. Right, Pat? Yeah, Pat's just shaking his head. Yes, he's not going to talk. Uh, I, yeah, I do want to just say for the record, Pat is on our video team. He is like the lifeblood of video. He is also the lifeblood of video, and I also have some amazing photos of us from a couple of nights ago where we were quite merry, and I am very happy to Aww. release those into the wild <laughs> shortly. I'll put those on the video version of this episode. You've never been on a podcast before? I've never been blackmailed on Subtle difference. We'll, we'll make that happen, don't worry. Um, it's thrilling. Pat takes amazing wildlife photography, so yes. you can follow him on Twitter, yeah. which is... National Geographic <laughs> no. hire this man. Um, I do want to ask... But also don't, because we need you in our show. Yeah, that's true, also. Um, what does everyone think, now that we're through the show, does it matter that PlayStation was gone? Do you think it hurt... Do you, well, do you think it hurt them, or did it hurt the show more? It hurt the show more. Yeah, yeah. it hurt the show. It definitely hurt the show way more than it hurt Sony. Like, I feel like Sony will probably be back next year. Uh, I feel like this year it definitely was... The, the, the West... The, the West, West Hall was, West Hall's was embarrassingly empty. Very empty. Yeah. And it was like, like Nintendo, and there was an Oculus booth, but whatever. There was Sega. Sega was there. And Sega had a really cool booth too. And they did. Yeah. And then, but they were mostly old games. And, and, then, Sega. and Geico yeah. Gaming. Which was ridiculous. Yeah. And they also had XC. Oh yeah, had they a had a big anime space. Games. I played Room Factory Four. 
And that game is a lot more raunchy than I remembered it to be. Huh. I've never... Yeah. I have no idea of the Dude, I'm so into it, though. It's like dungeon crawling, monster taming, farming, and relationship sim all in one. Yeah. And I love it. Um, I Yeah, I think that when you put it that way, man, this was a pretty... Like, I don't know if they intended it to be this, but this is a pretty good bargaining chip for Sony for next year. Yeah. Right? I, I was but joking. Like, what the ESA wants to get them back now. Yeah, exactly. Well, well th- no, no, that's no, what we're talking about is, was Sony not being at the show worse for Sony or worse for E3? Worse for E3. But, like, what like what could Sony... Like, imagine if Sony went up against... Even though I feel like Xbox's conference was pretty fine. Like, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I didn't. I didn't feel it was amazing, but I feel like uh, there was definitely a, a a couple of. It had Keanu, and it also had a big. And it had a Lego car. And a Lego car, and it also and had and fire, and it also had like a big, a big uh, announcement of a next gen console. So it's so sort of. I mean, uh, whatever. You know, mainstream. Let's like, 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 not think like when you're like, like oh, no, no. I totally have a girlfriend, but I can't show you any photos of her. Oh, she, li- she just. She yeah. lives in Canada. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you spiked the mic. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, did, speaking of as We're an totally aside, dating, but I have no proof. Did you just guys? Trust me. Did you guys see that tweet from Major Nelson in like 2012 yeah, that yeah. someone dug up where it was Major Nelson oh, from yeah. Microsoft tweeting like, "Wow, revealing a console without actually showing it—that's a bold strategy." And it's like, "Oh no, dude!" Oh, but you always find those. The yeah. thing is, is that like Sony was smart uh, because yeah, you don't want to just show off the the same three games uh, when you're growing up against. What are you going up against? Uh, yeah. uh, 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 regardless of whether or not it was an yeah. announcement, I mean, it was verification that there that Xbox is looking towards the future and 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 da 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 da. And I just feel like if Sony had arrived with what, like Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, and Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Plus stuff like, I guess... And indie game highlight reel. Medieval and Concrete Gene are also yeah. first party like, um, releases. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Sony because Sony didn't have anything anyway, so... But also, you don't have to have something to be E3. The weird of E3 is that you have nothing, or what you have is a lie. That is E3. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I already knew about this, or you showed me something that I'm not going to have, maybe ever. Janet, this is your first E3, that. correct? I bought a PS3 for Last Guardian and Monster Hunter, and I got neither of those things Perfect. on PS3. You blew it. I bought an Xbox One for Recore, and that game was not good. Ooh, boy. Uh, I bought an Xbox One for fucking Scalebound. I'm sorry I cursed, but that, that's not going to happen. Casey, you host Nintendo Voice Chat. You're supposed to be pure. True. We say. She's unhinged now. Well, now. Yeah. We wait. Wait. We have a uniting of the shows right now. We're just missing Game Scoop, basically. But we have NBC unlocked. And thank you, NBC unlocked and Beyond on the show. And also, John Ryan has joined us as well. Hey, John. Hi, everybody. How you doing? I'm good. It's been a busy week. Yeah. Old fashioned. Yes, it is old fashioned. Um, I want to get back to, we have a lot quite to discuss, but Janet, since Miranda's back, what did you guys think of Control? Because that is a game coming to PlayStation, and I do want to talk about those. Yeah, I was mentioning before, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I already mentioned that I love the Supernatural setting, because it lends itself to like so many different environment types, because since like there'll be all these different anomalies, you never know what you'll end up like experiencing. Um, there are these fun areas for when you're trying to like get a, um, what is it, it's a what object, a... Um, 
was a phrase for it. Wait, like, sorry, what? Um, objective like power? Objective <laughs> power, yeah. Objective power? The, when you're trying to go to interact with these objects of power in control, like, you're in these, like, odd platformy sections, and they kind of remind me of, like, those areas in, like, ReCore where you're trying to, like, get that one item at the end, or the areas in Super Mario Sunshine that were, like, platforming without um, flood, but not nearly as difficult to, to traverse. But it had that kind of barren feeling with also, like, moving platforms and squares, and I kind of liked that. It, it felt very, like oddly and creepily familiar but in a good way um i love the little detailing of the rooms i really like the um combat they have um ammo regeneration but not health regeneration and i've always hated like in shooter experiences i'm not like that great of a shooter like i watched miranda play and it was just like headshot 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 miranda is so good at shooters i haven't tweeted this out yet so spoilers for my twitter account but i've been wanting to tweet i could watch miranda Sink headshots all day. I want to watch that. It's, it's honestly soothing. like watching an artist paint. It it's is amazing. so it's soothing to watch I watched, The first time I watched Miranda do like a Call of Duty stream or something was like just mesmerizing. I feel bad. I get very into it and I curse a lot. So like I'm not really allowed to do, where I probably shouldn't be allowed to do streams because it's just me like saying, saying things that I almost said. Anyway, we haven't cursed on so the show. My favorite is when Miranda gets a new game in the office, like a battle royale, and then you just hear her like cursing the whole time. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, yeah. it's like the opposite reaction of like when you had to watch like anime. Why can't I think of the Yuri on Ice? No, and and see so you like yeah. bawling cry. your eyes out at your desk. Cry just, like, yeah, you you've had every emotion at your that's desk. So I think you could have. Um, yeah, so I like as someone that's not as proficient at shooters. It's nice to not. I never enjoyed managing my ammo at all. Um, so I like that you, that part regenerates. But since your health doesn't, you're kind of forced to fight. Like you can't just like the big thing they mentioned is like it's, this is not a cover shooter. You have to kind of be out there. Yeah. yeah. And I like that because the combat is so fun. Um, a, a big core part of it is that you pick up things and then throw them. Um, so, and you can pick up, like, almost anything. You can pick up, like, cans and tires and, like, just random, like, pieces Chairs. of cargo containers. Um, Metal and, materials. Yeah. And then, um, the sometimes enemies have, like, a little shield that requires <laughs> to, like, throw something at them, um, to break it, and then you, like, just, like, shoot them up. Um, it seems like there's a lot going on with, like, the skill tree and, like, the different ways you can, like, upgrade your personality. Sorry, we're in everything. the middle of taking a selfie while um, also trying to talk. Totally. It's, go- okay, it's going really well. No, no, yeah, no, we're... Yeah. Yeah. got her thing going, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, please okay. keep going. Okay, I'm still going and talking about <laughs> control. Um, yeah, and I really liked all those elements of it. Um, yeah, it just it just was great. And I like, um, you know, we talked to the, the narrative designer of the game, um, and she had mentioned that um, she, like, we were really aiming to create a something that felt, you know, unusual and weird, but still somehow made sense, even when you were going through things that were otherwise nonsensical. I think it's a really hard, like, thing to strike, and I feel like they are really achieving that well. And just what I've played so far, it's yeah. a small slice of I'm it. I'm super excited for I it. Play as well. I love Remedy's stuff. Yeah. Um, I like Alan Wake is great. I like what they were trying to do with Quantum Break, even though, like, obviously the TV stuff yeah. was weird. I think a, a lot of stuff was really fun and good, and, and Remedy has a great way of making their games feel cinematic very specifically though yeah. and like there's that can mean so many things right and I love the way that they go about doing it so yeah I think that like they are not willing to experiment it's funny I saw like the heads of Remedy around with Sean Ashmore from Quantum Break and everything and it's like 
Oh, they like they know how to really build relationships to the people they work with. So like I think their vision and stuff, people really believe in. It's excited to see them try something new. Right, and like even their narrative. Um, the, the person we talked to for the interview, she was talking about how so so much of it was about framing and the length of things, and, like keeping all this different kind of direction in mind. Yeah. That really makes that feel kind of cinematic in a way. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm it's excited. Really cool. and they, yeah. They, they do really cool stuff. Right? And it's coming out in August, right? August. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. So, so, soon. so it's weird because they don't call it a sci-fi; they call it like, new weird. Yeah. New weird. That sounds like right. What does that mean? So it's like a. Like a, in the vein of sci-fi and super not natural genre, I guess. Oh, it's like uh, whenever anyone directing a horror movie decides to call their film a supernatural thriller. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just a spooker. The disdain your voice. I mean, so it's, yeah. it's new weird. Which I'm okay. Like, sure, you guys do what you gotta do. I hope it's new, voice. like N U with an umlaut. Oh, oh yeah, like yeah. new metal. But what I like about it, so it's fun and it's cool and weird. Yeah. Like, I do appreciate that. And they said that Twin Peaks was kind of inspiration for, for some right. things. And, it, and you absolutely see, like, some of the characters are just so bizarre in the way they speak and act. And that kind of likens to, like, the normalcy of Twin Peaks, but also those very strange moments that you're like, yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. I also right. appreciate, like, uh, a developer and a team not going overboard with the style or messaging. So, like, there's this whole thing of, like, it's corporate, it's strict, you have to kind of, like... You're the um, you know director of this facility, and you're trying to like learn how the corporation works. But it doesn't like hit you over the head with that super hard. Right. I feel like a lot of games, and they do it purposefully, so it's not like they don't aren't self aware. But they're like, let's kick it up to the extreme, and they're like, and they make it super super like you know Fallout level corporate, which can be fun. It's, its own aesthetic, but I enjoy that this is like a more normal take on the corporate world. It's more of like just straight up bureaucracy, like the way like any other government facility would run rather than being like, it's crazy, right? How like corrupt and messed up it is. It's just kind of like a little bit more mundane and I, yeah, I feel like it's a good contrast to Supernatural. It elements. does feel like there's an element of hey, they do shady stuff because they're still like investigating Supernatural things and in, that, in doing that, they do their own not great things. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the motivation of actually the character going here. Uh, Jesse, she's going because of a thing that happened that I don't want to spoil for you. Ooh. Even though they told us. We, <laughs> we can probably spoil it for you, but I'm not going to do that. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to play this one. Yeah. yeah, I've always liked their stuff. I remember during the Xbox conference where it was like, the Blair Witch trailer came up and I was like so sure it was Alan Wake. So yeah, me too. I thought I mean, look, I wouldn't be fine with that if it was an Alan Wake reboot. Like, the first oh, me Alan too. Wake it's so good. Yeah, I, I would. Lo- they want to make Alan Wake. I just don't think anyone wants to fund it right now. Well, I mean, but like, who, what's the studio behind Blair Witch? Lionsgate. Oh right. Legendary, one of them. Right. Who are you? Oh yeah, it's the Layers of Fear developers, right? Isn't it? I think so. It's like or something. Okay. Can we real talk real quick, real quick, real quick? Can we just talk about the fact that like. It any like four years ago or whatever. Like if a <laughs> tell us all your secrets. Perfect. Say everything out loud right now. Thank you. <laughs> like so, if if like four or five years ago, a Blair Witch game was announced at E3, that would be like huge, right? Like people would pay attention. But there are so many games coming out, and Microsoft's show was so packed. 
with like a Blair Witch game gets announced and everyone forgets ten yeah. minutes later. I think it's also just, like, the IP has kind of faded from our collective knowledge. Like the, we did just have the new movie like two years movie, ago, but it's also like even then it's not yeah. right. I feel like, like some people are probably really excited for that. I mean, yeah, no, and I'm not hating on it. It's not me trying to dump on it. I'm just saying like. It's just like it feels like a weird yeah. game to be getting a game in 2019. Like I'm sure, surprised yeah. we didn't see it. Well, I really appreciate that Tom started that sentence with real talk because I just appreciate that. Also, so. the developer is Bluebird Team. Thank you. I, I had it right. Tom, uh, you're currently downloading Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, it's Switch. downloaded. Oh, it's fully downloaded. Yes, your TDR, Matt. Let's do a let's play oh, of yeah. Cadence of Hyrule while we're uh, recording this. But other I'm than not that, sure there's anything your audience would hate more <laughs> than an audio-only let's play. let's play of a Nintendo game. We should put this up on Unlock and NBC because we're talking about all three games. We should put it on everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll like stealth put it up on Games. We had an everything game show. Are we in game? Are we well, we're gonna put up. There's a fun fact on our like podcast uploading service. There's a no distro podcast thing that like it'll occasionally auto default to, and I've accidentally uploaded like six episodes of Beyond to it because I always assume I'm gonna log in. It's gonna be Beyond, but it's always like no distro, and I accidentally put that up, and it gets like six downloads, and I'm like, that's a great name for a podcast. No, like no distro. Patent, pending, patent, pending, patent, pending, patent, pending. Yeah. yeah. I, I it sounded like you were saying pending patent. Pending patent. It is. Pen, 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 pen. Pen. I accidentally uploaded it to Beyond. How long was it up for? No distro. It didn't. I caught it before it went live. Ah, okay. I'm sorry, Beyond fans. They don't know. How dare you? Uh, Tom, what was your favorite thing of the show? I don't know, man. Great, thanks. What? The end. Oh, yeah, that's actually the right answer is Hollow Knight. So, Hollow Knight is a game. But Hollow Knight is on PS4, and of course there is Hollow Knight Silk Song coming out. Yeah. Is, question is Silk Song? Yeah. Is Silk Song one word or two words? It's one word. Okay. Because one of our lower thirds accidentally had. Two, it, yeah, two I saw words. that. Okay, I did too. Uh, as far as I'm aware, Silk Song is actually going to be a console exclusive for Switch. Oh wow! I highly, and I don't. This is not based on any sort of information. I highly doubt that will be a permanent console exclusive. I imagine it'll be, if it's the case, I imagine it'll show up a year later or whatever. Time. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but yeah, Silk Song was the bomb, dude. It was so cool. The way I put it in my preview was like, they could have really easily just taken the safe route and just done more Hollow Knight. And honestly, I think everybody would have just been okay with that. But the character controls so differently. She's so much faster. And she heals, like, almost instantly for, like, a bunch of health. And there's so many little changes that just, like, change the way you play that game that they really didn't take the safe route. And it is really, really exciting as a result. In, other than maybe difficulty, which is kind of the obvious answer, in what ways will Hollow Knight fans be like, this is familiar? And in what ways will they be like, this is totally different? Pretty much everything in, like the exploration and that world and like the actual kind of like structure of the combat is ex- ex- extremely similar it's just that like it feels very different and there's all these little other touches like I'm pretty sure you don't drop your money when you die it's just like a cocoon is there and you can break the cocoon and then you'll get like full magic pretty much so what if you die again will it disappear like in Dark Souls I think I don't know actually um uh, but then 
Because I never, I never died and then didn't make it back to the cocoon. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, that was oh so hot. That was that, that might got right. so hot. Pro, pro that, gamer. Wasn't, that wasn't even a brag. Pro gamer. Right. Okay, so, so but, if, we, if we're bragging, before we started the control demo, they're like, hey, guys, this is kind of hard. Like, it's okay. You have to, like, go get your health. It doesn't regenerate. So if you die, that's fine. We did not die a single guy. You know, speaking of bragging. Speaking of bragging. That's it. Uh, Dauntless Dev said I was the only one to get an axe level charge to three. Did everyone around What the are you saying? And also I was the first one, one to beat the Winterhorn Scrub. Okay, this is Iceport. Okay. Right. No, it's not. It's Dauntless. Well, oh, sorry. I thought you said Dalton. Did everyone Sports. around the table get at least one good game of bragging this week? Yes. No. Good. You got one. You got one. I did not. No. I wasn't okay. even. I literally opened that with, and that isn't bragging. And then y'all started oh, bragging. Well, I'm bragging. pretty good at Luigi's Mansion. I'll say that. <laughs> I got both collectibles. We're trying to check our guide. I posted a video clip earlier this week, and it was a provided asset from a developer. And all of the comments are about how bad I am at that video game. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I can't even tell you. We've had that happen. Like, guys, before. the developers oh, are playing this, not us. Or like, it's not not to throw them under the bus. It's just that yeah. people don't understand. I don't know. I've had the, and also, a lot of times you're playing this game, and it's literally the first time we're playing it, and it's the only chance we have to play it. It's like you can't. No, you should know how to play game. that game automatically no, and perfectly. It's also hard when, when people have games with like esports or pro players involved, and you watch somebody else that's not that, and just all you watch is the pro players. Then that makes it harder. To if you want a real, them. if you want a real Hall and I brag. The demo guy was said that I was the first person he'd seen to beat the boss. Yeah, in that you were. That's there right, Tom Marks. Represents. And I beat it on my. I, it took me three. It, I only died twice, but it was my first time playing it. Was on camera, so you can go watch that video. Actually, yeah. That was a freaking hard fight too. Game's fun, man. Yeah, but I don't know. I, 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 Luigi's Mansion does not seem like it is aspiring to be Hollow Knight levels of difficult. No, it is not. I confirm. I'm talking to the Dauntless PR guy, um, Andy Burt, and he said he can't wait to get it. He wanted to go get his, his shit kicked in by Hollow Knight if he could get away from the Dauntless booth for a little bit. Yeah, yeah no. It's wasn't really Dauntless like right next it to it? It was them? right next okay, to it, and he guess. had just been longingly looking at it the whole show. Oh, that's so <laughs> If I can say one more thing about Hollow Knight. Really you tiny, can. interesting detail that I didn't dig into my preview. Hornet, the new character, is a character from the first game. She talks. So the vessel in the first game is silent, is a silent protagonist. But this character talks to you in the first game. So in the second game, she has dialogue with, like, before the boss fight, she has, like, a little back and forth with this enemy being like, yo, let's go. What's she saying? Like, she's just talking shit? Or? Yeah, they're, like, talking smack at each other. It's really cool. And, like, Wait, so the monsters also talk? I don't want to hear Some that. of them. Mm-hmm. Not all no. of them. Some of them. But that's the other thing. It's that all the enemies in the first game, and this is getting real deep in Hollow Knight lore, all the enemies in the first <laughs> game are, like, corrupted and, like, they're messed up and enraged. But that same thing isn't in this world. So, like, these dudes might just yeah. be guys. Like, you sound, like, out. absolutely mad. <laughs> I am in love. I love this. with Hollow Knight. I am in love with this game. I think you're in love world. with Keanu Reeves. I mean, Reeves yeah, Tom. So we talked to. Wow, Tom, you have a lot of love. Tom said that he was going to make me a pie for starting here, and then he never made the pie. I didn't so. do that yet. That is an away. oversight because you made me a pie. Yes. Oh. 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 It also took me like oh three months God. to make you a pie, so I'm slow. Jenna, when did you start? I started April 7th. I got time. Yeah, you got one month. Is everyone good? I'll take a Moscow meal. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm deviating now. Thanks. 
Um, what were we saying? Keanu. Uh, Keanu. Keanu. Yeah. Yeah. You need to make me a pie, but you yes. have time. I think 30, you have 30 days, Mark. The clock starts now. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Tom, I think we talked a little bit about Keanu. Yeah. How are you feeling now a few more days out from the Keanu? I'm just glad it's public now, man, that I talked to him. Because it was so nerve-wracking. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Because, like, Tom and I... It was a hard-kept secret that Tom had a thing to do, and it was with that. And it was just, like, that thing was, like, boiling over and boiling over and boiling over, and, like, keeping the pot lid on was just like, oh, God! It was also, if I can get real embarrassing, my mom kept texting me being like, when can I tell my friends? And I was like, this is so... so Little Thomas met Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God. I assume that's not what you're going to My son... Thomas Marks, for some reason, like, she's really ancient. Like, I have not, like, you, you, like, you, like, you're, su- like, you're super young, so I have no idea why, like, I'm doing this, like. Uh, Janet, give me your best Tom's mom impression. This is my nightmare. Hello. <laughs> Special guest coming in, Tom's mom. I thought your nightmare was all watching the PC live show during our meeting. Tom's mom joined the fight. It's what? It's I'm waiting Oh, yeah, so, uh, before E3, we had a news planning meeting. And during it, of course, the topic came up that Tom hosted the PC gaming show a couple years oh, back. Oh, yeah, that was pretty So rough. we pulled up the clip of him hosting. It he was not that great. rough. You did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, you did a yeah. really good job. He looked as extravagant as he ever has you guys uh, pulled on up, that stage. You guys pulled up that video in the meeting, and it was like straight up like sixth grade piano recital levels of like, oh, I don't oh, want to be here. Like, I'm no. so sorry. Oh. Like, look, I'll cop to it. It was 100% me. That it really was. And I'm really sorry. Because I know what that shit feels like. Like, I to have like a thing like a performance or whatever from your past is like show. Like, I'm really sorry about that. But I'm it was so actually glad mine doesn't exist on the internet. I'm yeah. sorry. But hey, yours was good. Yours was good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really happy none of my uh, A, speech and debate performances, and B, in particular, Glee Club performances exist. Hey, 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 Don't I, don't I, don't I. Yeah. Uh, tell me about uh, your Glee Club time. Yes. Just tell you about I was president of my oh high school my Glee Club. You so we had structure? I, I wanted structure in mine. Yeah. So we had Sorry? Vice President of Thespian. Nice. We're, we're all theater kids around the table, right? In high school? Okay. Yeah. Me too. All right, high five! Vice oh, President of right, Thespian! All right, all right, all right. One more, one more, like, just to add to the thing. Uh, I did a, I did my degree in film and theater. And I've got a master's degree in screenwriting. What? Right? Why are you scripts? You went to extra school for Yeah, I went. I gave up after the first But I'm just saying, like, we... We all are on the same, like, theater kit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're all... Okay, when's the have... IGN movie dropping? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, Lucy directs... I, I hey. may have started writing an IGN musical. Hey guys, I got to... A little Wait, while oh, can you let me... Oh. No, oh, okay. no. Oh. I don't have it on hand, but I may have started Casey, doing it. I demand to read As that. As an April Fool's parody. Oh, my God, we need to, like, drink more often together. Yeah, we do. IGN musical. I want to see it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And then people can play and, like, you know... you can sing. What? Can I be? Can I just be like the Eponine character? Because that's all I've wanted oh, my entire life. Like, uh, I just wanted to be like that, like that gorgeous. Like this is what Beyond fans want. Oh, right? they definitely like, everyone, everyone, like song. every Beyond fan just wants to hear me talk about like fucking Eponine. Uh, all I want to do is just like play that kind of a character, just like a very sexy altar, like craving love. 
Have any of you the dime street Have any of you listened to Hades Town? And this is gonna be the end of my. Y'all should listen to Hades Town. Yes. All right. Okay, now we're just getting into D and D. Wait, making our own fandom right here. This is not what the people want. Wait, wait. Before before we go on, okay, hold on. Before we go on, um, Lucy, not knowing your uh, knowledge level of this particular nerddom, if you had to pick one, what would your D and D class be? Uh, my, my no, I, I don't play. I don't do. I don't know D and D. Oh no, but I played D and D with Jr. But like, I was very drunk. Uh, <laughs> um, I would be, and I'm just gonna say like some like like frivolous fantasy name. I would be an elfling. There is are right? elves. That a oh, that's a race. Lings. What's your class? So race like elf. No, this is not the this is not the time. We're starting a different podcast. Okay, okay. I would I would always like you know ranger. Oh no, I'd always be in like a like. I, I always like fancy myself as a warrior, but like a warrior that would that would die within like two minutes of being in the fray, because I am a weak human being. Has like, <laughs> anyone like seen my arms? I'm like a long noodle with no texture at yeah, all. We are one round. So speaking of D&D, Baldur's yes. Gate three was announced this week. It was, yes. yeah, for the Stadia so announcement. Please give beautiful, me this. I don't know anything segue. about this. You didn't hear this? No, I. Of course, oh, I. Re- well, I don't know if you missed I it. I covered the Stadia. Okay, okay right. Okay, if Brandon Tywell were here, I give him so much shit for this. <laughs> okay, what are you saying? Okay, so so we have this running joke where I make fun of him for liking D and D. I'm like, oh, you nerd! Every wow, time, every time. No, only, no, only him. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's, it's Everyone else okay. is cool. And then it's just turns him. Around and makes fun of me because I love anime. Good. And I'm like, okay, it's fair. Well, but I, but I always like to give him. Yeah. I always like to give him like a little shit. Good. It's not. It's not genuine. It's just. It's just like, yeah. If you ever listen to this, we're giving you shit in spirit. He's not listening. And we love He's you. Not. He's not. He's definitely. And he will never listen to. No. Send him the file and make him um, listen to it. So, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 was announced uh, this week, and it just reminds me, because we're finally getting back to talking about video games in E3, um, it was a really great week for RPG, you guys. Yeah, no, really. Like, it was literally, like, there there are always, like, one or two genres that, like, stick out like sore thumbs. It's like, we had really great years, and we had really bad years. And, like, this was a really amazing year for, like, kind of classic RPGs. Like, we've got Baldur's Gate 3, we've got uh, The Outer Worlds, obviously Cyberpunk. Monster um, Hunter Iceborne. I, well, I, I think that's sort of a different style of and, RPG. Yeah, it's an Just let her mention it. Fine, fine, you can mention Iceborne. But I'm talking about ones that are like really heavy on player choice, really heavy on yeah. um, like kind of like the idea of consequences. Like I saw a demo for uh, Vampire the Masquerade 2 Bloodlines. God, there are so it's many subtitles in that. Well, it was it's not, it's not as bad as Werewolf colon the apocalypse hyphen Earthblood, no. which I also saw no. that same day. Also set in the exact same universe as Vampire colon the masquerade hyphen Bloodlines 2. Hey, so maybe... Actually, there are different properties, but Monster it's Monster Hunter fine. World Iceborne is not nearly as bad. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so anyways, but Bloodlines 2 is also this huge, deep RPG that's all about player choice. Um, and then I also saw today like this really great little, uh, it's like an old timey kind of a classic computer RPG style, like the isometric style, like like Baldur's Gate is, um, called Paranoia. Uh, Happiness is mandatory. Oh yeah, how was that? It was fucking great. Really? I was really so I missed the boat on this one entirely, and I feel really bad for that now. I initially thought that it was like sort of like a management sim almost, like uh, like Prison Architect or Observation where it's like you play as Hal 9000 or as Big Brother, 
but instead it's it's sort of like Fallout in that like there's this colony of, of people uh, and there's this <laughs> there's this you know omnipotent robot overlord called Friend Computer and Friend Computer is basically Hal but also to the like worst Orwellian extreme possible okay. um, like it's organized life down to the basic things like everyone's drugged out on like happy literal happy pills um but it's great. It's this old school computer RPG, but it's also like it, it uses the Baldur's Gate 2 like active pause, like tactic system. So it's a little bit tactical in its combat, which is really cool. And it's just genuinely funny. But it's like seeing that kind of resurgence of choice based narrative, I really, really, really love. Because like, that's always been present in the last few years, but like I don't think I've seen it. Like out in force, like I have this year in 2019. Oh, yeah, it's really been great. I really enjoyed the Outer Worlds demo. Yeah, I almost said Outer Wilds. Uh, the Outer Worlds demo. I still need to play it. I know Tom is super into that. As yeah, well. I've, I've been thinking about it all week. I've seen people be like, "This is a game of the generation." Like people are in love with it. I'm it's excited. To play. I really can't wait. One of my to play. favorite games of the year. Yeah, I obviously we're on a PlayStation show. If you have an Xbox or a PC, you should play it. PCs for everybody. It's a um. Except for Sony. Except for, or people who own Macs. That's true. I don't. Well, the thing well, is, I, I feel like a, I don't own a computer. Same. So. So Hard same. I feel like people who get mad at like Sony or PlayStation owners or Xbox owners or Nintendo owners, like whatever console they have, they don't get mad at the PC people. Like they're just like the people that are there. Just let them be. And that's kind of it. And yeah. so that's why I'm always like, that's also on PC. But yeah, the uh, the Outer Worlds demo. So I've never played. Uh, New, New Vegas. Vegas. I've not really been a big Fallout or Elder Scrolls person, but the yeah. just the whole setup, uh, the like the scenario of this space world that's like overcome by bureaucracy yeah. and the weird machinations of that right. are really interesting to me. Even though I would like, I wouldn't have expected yeah. it to. But yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's this neat thing where like they, it's it's you know obviously it's an old trope like Borderlands, not didn't invent it, but like I think they kind of mainline mainstreamed it back when Borderlands Borderlands 2 came out where it's like hey this planet is owned by a company yeah um, and like going through that like seeing how Obsidian is is sort of tackling that is super neat and like I also just like love their sense of humor they're very like it's it's winky but not in in an obnoxious you guys got your mule yes yes um, thank you thank you uh, everyone just remember thank you if you're listening to this out there, just remember, tip your waitress. Um, <laughs> and also, don't be a dickhead. Like, I have... Can I take these two? Yes. Yes. I... I was sitting at this very restaurant, actually, uh, a couple of days ago, and I saw a couple of very angry men be very rude to a waitress. And they had they were they were older than all of all of us sitting here combined. <laughs> Maybe uh, not probably. not combined, but like they were you know should have known better. And they had slicked back hair gel, Gross. and they were being really rude to a waitress because uh, the food was coming out late. But like the place was packed, and obviously have a little bit no one there. can actually help that when that when it happens. And I just think, you know what? That is such a red flag for me. Yeah. Like for, for you're like, not gonna not, date any not, of those not, dudes. Not, not just not just for for like a dating thing, but like, like a for a human, human being in general. Like, do not 
don't be rude to wait stuff. This anyway, has been that's our take on Schmanners. Something just happened. Oh, no. Schmanners. Yeah. What? I didn't get curry this year. Oh no! What? Curry. Will wait, we be here tomorrow? This is now Currycast 2019. Sorry. So, so there are E3 traditions in place, and one of them is that we go to Coco Curry. I did not get curry this year, and I am distraught. I'm sorry. You want to go get curry? Maybe. I already ate a burger. I'm not opposed. So, have curry also. Also, yeah. I have curry. Take your waitresses, be kind, eat curry. The three pillars of life. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I have Google Alerts set up to alert me when my name comes up in media, and I was alerted for um, hilltopmonitor.com, and it's an article that just takes sentences from a bunch of different articles on uh, the I've seen web. this. Yeah. So the first sentence is, unfortunately for Square, Final Fantasy VII was fighting for attention with the gorgeous Final Fantasy VII. And at the very end what? of the article, it says, Casey DeFreitas is an editor at IGN who loves monster hunting, slaying, and catching. <laughs> it Good took job. Your, like, your it took off? my side off. Oh, my God. The, um, so there are these, like, bot... AI tra- bot. Yeah. yeah. Like, these... These weird programs that like students will set up and like other things. We've had like we legally send takedowns, send takedowns to like some guy at MIT or some other fancy college. Be like, hey, hey, dude, uh, you can't steal our stuff and use our headlines. You, you can't make videos like that. Sorry, please, please stop. Thanks. Uh, s- speaking of taking stuff, and that's literally the loosest transition I can come up with. <laughs> can anyone take this recorder? Because I have to go to the bathroom real yeah, quick. Here, here, Thank here. you. No, I'm Feel taking. Free, sorry. Feel free Tom, to keep put going. on the headphones. Okay. Uh, so the power is we, we were talking about being kind yes. to, your, uh, to your to your waiters, waitresses. That's good. Um, but let's talk about some more video games. Like yeah. yeah, like Nintendo games. Now that the Beyond Master is gone. No, 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 Pokemon. No, 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 no. You have to keep talking about PlayStation related things. No, we, yeah, we, I saw hey, I saw we talked about games. Luigi's Mansion right. for like ten minutes. That's not PlayStation. We can talk hey, about Pokemon. It's not my fault. That's not PlayStation. What I love. It's not. It's not your fault. So. Wait, can I talk? Did anyone else see Psychonauts 2? No, not yet. Oh, dude, it was so cool looking. I'm a huge fan of the first one, and like, this one is looking like a real game finally, and it looks really fun. Like, the combat is more complex, the jokes and lines are good, the cinematics are funny, the world design was like so cool that they showed off. Yeah, it was just like extremely encouraging. Um,. I don't know, man. I just like I'm just excited that game is finally exists and it's finally going to come out in some capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always have a lot of faith in that team. I think they're really funny, great oh, writers. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And now they are a uh, Microsoft Studio. Yeah, they are a Microsoft Studio. Yeah, man. which is I, very I funny. I love for Game Pass. It's like my backlog machine. <laughs> I was like sitting at in the Microsoft conference with uh, James Duggan. And I, like, turned to him at one point and said, man, I can't wait to add that to my backlog. The games that I think look great, but I will never finish. So, I did kind of demo a game that's coming to PS4. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so uh, on our live show, if you you saw it, No Straight Roads, which is an action game, but it's about music. So it's not a rhythm game. So they wanted to make this a game about music, but not be a rhythm game because not everyone likes rhythm games. But they want to play a game with like, where music is a fundamental element. And so, it's the way they mix in music is it's about this indie rock band having to take back their city from an evil EDM corporation. <laughs> and so I asked them, I was like, "What do you guys have against EDM?" They're like, "Oh, we don't have anything against it. It's just like a good, a good story." You know, it's kind of. I think it's also a classic story that people feel like they're being slighted by EDM, whatever. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's, some, mean, that's a thing, I guess. When I was in middle school, if you didn't like rap music, you were a loser. And so there were the rappers and the rock, rockers, and the rappers would come around the rockers in class. Which one were you? What do you think, Janet? I'm going to go uh, rapper. You definitely know nothing but like Lil <laughs> and Zuber. Yeah, Casey like, listens to nothing but gangster rap at her desk. It's so distracting. <laughs> no headphones, either. Yeah, man. I yeah, can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> totally unfiltered. I just want everyone to feel my rage yeah. and cursing. Um, no, I'm guessing rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also, <laughs> I also like listen to I, I don't also know. I don't want to make assumptions based <laughs> on Did you know vibes. I also listen to rap, but in, in middle school, I wore clothes from Hot Topics, so, you know. Yeah. You, you can do it all. Yo, now that Hot Topics like gotten that. like less rocky and more like nerdy, like, mm-hmm. that's a good place to like low-key find some nerd shit. My Ju- grandma... I know, I know it's, it's, not, it's, cool. not, it's not low-key anymore. It's, it's not... It's not cool. Well, it's, it's not low-key anymore, but it's like... What you, guys you can done? get low shirts. To be like, I bought some Hot Topic. No, I'm never but embarrassed. Can, but you can get like a good ass Pokeball shirt at Hot Topic. You can. So you can also get. It's like um, how you can get some decent PlayStation shit related shirts. But we're like, John- I shouldn't be shopping here. Um, I'm trying so Jonathan, hard. Guys. Jonathan was gone for two minutes, and this whole thing just went off the no, rails. Okay. So, I tried so hard hold to on. keep this in line. To Tahoe, to Dan Cool, uh, to all the rest it's from the group. I just want to apologize. I would like to say that I am probably the most sober person. Here except Tom, yeah. and I have done my best to keep this I on PlayStation. That. I was to talk I'm, about a game that's coming to the PS4, the game really and then though. and then you guys took it off Look, the rails. It's my about, fault. I'm sorry. This is the thing about this episode of Beyond. It should be like this. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, this we're good. Should it? So what are you in the humor? Let us know down in the comments. Were you a rapper or a rocker? What? Why not? That's both? what we were talking about. Rapper or I was both. I, like I listened to Elliot Smith and cried alone. Oh my Wait, god, I age? love Elliot Smith. Yeah, yes. Elliot Smith is great. Like, you know, what like, age? Let's listen to Elliot Smith and be sad together and just what, lay on the floor. What age range did I listen to Elliot Smith? <laughs> no, like Every this age. rapper or rocker thing. Oh. So. Wait, why? Or what no, is no, happening? No, no. Like, oh. just... So I was talking about the game called Mystic Roads, which oh, was yeah. the indie rock band against corporate EDM. Yes, how was it? Uh, I didn't actually go hands-on with it okay. the demo we saw someone playing live. It was really cool. I mean, yeah. it was kind of cool how they're trying to give like these bosses that are playing at these clubs, these DJs, like very egotistical uh, personalities or di- different kinds of personalities, right? Cool. And they're trying to show that through the way that they give their performance. So the first DJ we saw, he was literally at the center of the universe and he's like manipulating planets and like that's to like invoke how egotistical he is and um yo then he gets gets swallowed by a black hole at the end real quick speaking of DJs did you guys walk by the booth I can't remember where it was I think it was in South Hill somewhere where there was a like a DJ mixing on turntables but he was wearing a VR headset and so he was no, I don't does, know. He does like a lot of VR stuff. He was doing it in VR, and I was like, "What? Yeah, who is that like, for? You a, or the audience?" There's a Everyone. thing for that. I guess. But yeah, they're probably uh, projecting in VR. You played two you games. That. You played two games that were like music based, right? Because you also played Sayonara Wildfire. Wildfire. I've heard yeah. that was really good. It's excellent. Oh, I yeah. love it. So that's so the cool. one that's probably like a the best looking games on Switch too. It's like a K-pop album that is also a game. It's still a K-pop. Okay. It's just a pop. It's, they call it like a music video video game. Cool. Like you're playing a music video for an album. Essentially. I'm into it. <laughs> and like you're just trying to like rack up the scores and there's like quick time events in between it but then also you gotta make sure you're getting all the like coins and it's like or hearts is what right. they have you collect. And wild like, hearts? They are wild or yeah. at least in the wild. What makes um, the wild And you have to destroy wild. some wild. And I'm not, know, I think it's like on a pillow somewhere at fucking Target. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that does sound like a <laughs> Target. Yeah. Um, 
but you're like, what does this mean? I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, no so it's, it's like super playable. Like you want to get gold tier on every level you play for like the ratings, since the ratings based on yeah, how many points you get. That sounds really cool. I like yeah, the idea of like this kind of bending of genres. Um, is always yeah. like really fun. So it seems really interesting, and it is nice to like. Um, for games to be like more cognizant of music, even when they're not rhythm games, because I yeah. feel like a lot of times that's what this is too. Yeah, it's like so rare for like a, I, I really appreciate like strong sound design and like good soundtracks. There are definitely games. things like in time with the music, but it's not like you have to act in time with the music. So I do appreciate when there are music games that aren't just rhythm games. Yeah. Uh, but it's su- it's super cool. I know Anna Perna is awesome. Like, I love so everything. Yeah, I doing. know. I'll play Anna Perna, and they had also yeah. um, is it Twelve Minutes? one that's, um, is that oh, what the game's called? Yeah, that was yeah. Did you get to play that? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't really, like, I'm not sure if it's, like, on the, I think it is on the floor. I don't remember, but, um, I'm just so yeah, super excited about that. Microsoft. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, there's been a slew of uh, games, especially this show, that have been like the time loop games. Yeah, and yeah. the Blair Witch Project game was like that. Netflix. Blair Witch Project was like that, 12 Minutes, Deathloop, all got announced at this show, and then Outer Wilds, which I will gush about forever, yeah. came that's out like two or three weeks ago. Sorry, we talked about this. Oh, okay. yeah, we did it while you were coming Last year's E3 that I really liked and enjoyed. I thought it was so cool, and yeah. I can't believe I haven't played it yet. It's great. Ah. It's because I've been playing Dauntless. Jonathan, did anyone? Stop. Did anyone? Sorry. <laughs> did anyone ask Jonathan what his favorite thing no, he saw was? No, we didn't. Yeah, Jonathan, what's your favorite thing? You don't need to ask me questions. That's fair, Miranda. Oh, I thought you were serious. I thought you really didn't care. You know, Jonathan, I can't tell anymore. Jonathan tried to tell me it was Lucy's birthday today, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why?" Yeah. Is so. it? No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> Guys. Um, joke like, boomeranged around. That, like, I started IGN like two months ago, and as a result, people every now and then will tell me blatant lies to see if I will believe them. It'll be like really obvious stuff. It'll be stuff like, you know, Per Schneider has never played the I'm NES. Sorry, what? Crazy stuff. Jonathan, you did this. Yeah, no, dude, you what? did this to me all the time. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Jonathan is behind in- those boingable curls. He is incredibly is sarcastic, but says it with such a deadpan, straight face <laughs> that you have no idea if he's being serious I'm or not. No, I'm legitimately being oh. serious. I don't understand. Breaking I, news. Maybe, I'm just dying. Okay, Breaking news, hold guys. On. What? Um, a business developer from CD Projekt Red just tweeted oh, you can that the jackets. Yeah. yeah, that he does not want you to buy the jackets for four hundred dollars on eBay. Did we talk don't, about those jackets? Already? No, we haven't talked. Don't about don't so we haven't talked about Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was a, if you go, if you went to the jack, or if you went to the jacket, <laughs> I'm the sober one. If you went to the, jacket, if you went to that the that Cyberpunk demo, yeah, it is hopped up on Earl Grey. Um, if you went to the Cyberpunk yeah. demo, you walked away with a jacket that was like a reversible Cyberpunk jacket. Yeah, the the behind closed doors, super appointment based. You just got a visor. Yeah. But they are planning on releasing that in their own online store. Yeah, a version of it. They said a version of it. It won't be the same. It'll be similar. But it's not stopping people from selling them for $400, dollars Don't pay $400 for a jacket. Real talk, it is not that high quality. I mean, I think it's it's probably one of the most high quality pieces of swag. It's surprising. Yeah. Or you can buy a round trip flight to Japan, but you know, it's just, it's just a little you do what you want. People go to these things and just automatically turn around and just sell so it. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's that happened bit with the statues it's, last yeah, year, yeah. too. It's, it's the same thing. It's I think a it's a little bit odd for 
press people to do that. Oh, it's super weird. They, oh, it's I don't totally know. Wrong. If you're a fan, yo, sell everything. And also, and I'm also not one of these like anti scalping people. Like, like I um I got we got three switches when the switch came out and flipped one of them so we could afford the other switches. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about that. I am a player. Yeah, hey, no, I, I got. Don't. I, mean, I got. It's like, do you want this on record? I got yeah. two oh, okay. Majora's Mask Collector's Edition 3DS with the statues with the. Um, intention to sell the other yeah. one as to pay for the first it's, one or like at least set the cost and I ended up just not selling it because hard I felt work. bad so now I just have to it's hard work to actually like sell and scout things it's like high risk I'd probably take one of those to do it and I yeah, mean you want to pay a hundred bucks for it Talk to me in a couple it's a shady weeks. dealing. People are like, oh, like, you're why I, like, didn't get one. It's the reason you get one is because you didn't have, weren't able to either do it or well, you didn't feel like so putting in the effort. Here's the thing. Sometimes I think companies should always put a limit to how many one person can buy. Like, a limit of yeah. two. So, yeah, like, sometimes you can go in and buy, like, ten. Best Buy to, like, get three Switches. Yeah. Um, now, granted, the GameStop double up was a system error, but I was like, let's go. <laughs> I am uh, learning so much about YouTube. Oh, now. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's that or I don't get a Switch and I'm gonna get my Switch. So like, hey, I really, I re- I really for love a few this months. panel. To make right it, now. to make it up. Yeah. So when the new, the new 3DS XL came out, they had a Majora's Mask version and a Monster Hunter version, and I bought both because I was very indecisive and didn't want to make a decision right away. So I got both and looked at them and decided to keep the Majora's Mask, and I sold the, the Monster Hunter 3DS at cost value to someone in my community. So I made up for it. So, all right. I really didn't make that much money off the Switch because the thing is, I won the money before the Switch came out. So I'm like, I could make more money if I would wait. But I'm like, I literally need this money because I cannot afford the Switch. So I think they paid like maybe like three hundred dollars for it, it's like fifty dollars more maybe. I was just gonna say, I'm I'm fascinated by how much I'm learning about all of you during yeah. this, but I'm still hung up on the idea that Casey, I think, was calling me a pathological liar. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> you just you're just a troll. And, I don't know, I guess you didn't know I was poor before? No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> look, 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 You're just yeah. very sarcastic. I'm thinking, oh, that you know it's a joke. Yeah. I am very naive, so I don't know it's a joke. Oh, So, okay. y'all, you're sorry. lying I just, to me. Uh, I, just, I just want to point out, we got so close to talking about cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. You see, I we keep trying to get us on track with these things. Yeah. So the and point is, what is that? If you want, the point is, if you want to sell your jacket, I think it's weird yeah. because, like, you didn't. It's just something they gave you. So that's Did we also odd. settle who has a tab? Down if you want right to buy the jacket, no. that's not that's as cool. weird. There is no tab. Lucy, who left, might be concerning, but it's fine. What tab is this? I don't know. It's a lot going on. Anyway, Cyberpunk 2077. The point is. Nice. Cyber 2077 had a behind closed doors showing for press, and they also had a floor showing for the public slash some press were also there. Um, and that um, was hey, different. I also want to say it I rate Cyberpunk 2077's seating as one of the top best seats. Oh, I want to do my, my yes. seating ranking here since yes. I didn't get to do it on Gamescape. Yeah. Yeah, it is one of the best seatings. It was up there for sure. I almost fell asleep because it was so comfortable and it was dark and it gave us really right before. I really wanted to fall asleep because so. I was tired. You then guys. I also realized it kind of went on too long. It should have been shorter and, the, and I think the floor one was better as so, a result. you mean you weren't writing down every stat you saw in the no. video? No. I am No, I wasn't only because I, I went with Brendan Graber and I know you. he was already doing that. I got, I wrote down the like the eight cool or stat. nine of the perks you can upgrade out of like the ten. But I ran out of time. Maybe we got the same. I had to leave early to go to a Borderlands demo. So here's, uh, we should here's, talk about don't both. Don't look at me. Oh, anything about that. Okay, the point is, yeah, but Cyberpunk, it was, um, 
interesting in that they showed one singular mission, but they showed it kind of basically being played two times in two yeah. different playstyles. Um, I'm sure Tom can speak about those probably better than I can do a preview for well, it. But well, that was a cool part, right? But like it that went on so ambitious and, and pretty oh. incredible. You think? Yeah, I, I felt a little bit like it was. I mean, it was just a little bit more than I needed. I wanted to see well, more. Well, so here's, here's I did that of different stuff. It was like now we're doing it again. I felt like too it much. Near- in Not the enough. press one, I felt like it wasn't narrated as thoroughly either. In the the publicy one, it was like narrated a lot more, and it was a little bit shorter. And it still did show both playstyles, but in a much more condensed setting. And I think it like it made me feel more like an active participant when I was in the smaller one that was thirty minutes. Because I was like, and I left the thirty minute one being like, yeah, like I wanted more. I left the fifteen minute one like I'm gonna pass out. And granted, I was tired, but um, yeah. So. Um, but, but in general, I mean, I thought um, I thought there was like a really strong like, diversity in what you could do. One thing that really stuck out to me when I saw it the second time, and I put second in air quotes because it was like the public one the second time, um, is I got really into the distractions you can create for enemy NPCs. So like you can like hack different things and get their attention. I think it's so great because in games so often, and like, you know, Days Gone had this like problem, if you want to call it a problem. It's like you throw a rock, or you throw a can, or you just wait for them to do their walking animation, you kind of guess when they're going to move. In, in Cyberpunk, distractions were a lot more genuine and authentic, and I, I really liked that aspect of the game. I think that was my favorite part of what I saw. I liked how one-to-one the stats and character customization you could pull off were to the original Cyberpunk 2020 tabletop game. Like, if you've ever played that game, you will see the oh, similarities yeah, immediately. That. And the, the way you can change your character so drastically. You can play such different characters with totally different abilities and then pull off the same mission in completely different ways. And that is just a core, I, I want to call it a value of tabletop games where you can do whatever you want, however you want to, and still be able to do it, whether it's with brute force or hacking or negotiation. And yeah. It seems like you can do that with cyberpunk and that's really cool. Real talk, I'm, and I say that too much. I'm sorry, but uh, I am glad. I'm glad that this game has a date because I'm done seeing stuff about it. I'm glad it. too because being lonely is sad. So um, dates are good. All right I, now. Nice. I hate. <laughs> no, like, like I, I I'm sold. Right, like I'm. <laughs> I'm sold on... What does that say about me? <laughs> anyway. No, yeah, I totally agree. I'm sold it's on the nice content. Date with all um, of us, okay? Really Aw, what's happening? The in-game radio. We're on a date. The, like, the car radio? Yeah, I was very unimpressed. It was it all... They all of them. They didn't go through all of them. They, but they went Probably. through, like, two or three stations, like, quick, and then picked one. And it was that cliche, like, like, like I'm in the future music, and the you most awkward... Yeah, they did. They did in the car. They did in the car. But like, I hate that. Like, the future has to be like that, like electronic Daft Punk E sound because it kind of makes me feel like the tattoo sound. I think I think that's totally fair. It's a little bit played out, and I like I like when you know, and I feel like we have this problem in fiction a lot. What does the future sound? Yeah, what other sounds should the future have? Well, that's the problem. I feel like a lot of times when we when we create the future in fiction, right, in TV shows and comics and movies and whatever. We think of it as so, like, cliche futury, right? You think of the Jetsons, it's got, like, everything slicked down, you got the collars and everything. I don't mind having some of those elements, because I, and I like, I think Cyberpunk does a, a solid job at having a lot of those things just be, like, 
you know, cybernetic enhancements and things that feel like a natural progression towards how technology is advancing. And we see that with, like, voice control and things in our actual society. I think that part's good. But I feel like sometimes we, we lean too much on the cliche future stuff. And I feel like the future is often soundtracked by, like, EDM, Daft Punk-style stuff. But we have to, I feel like we have to remember that even though that Cyberpunk 2077 is the future, in the world, that's their present. I know it sounds like I got high when I said that, but, like, well, I mean, it's, like, their regular thing, and I think sometimes we go a little bit too far off, so I was, like, a little bit, like, mm, it has that, like, I think a little the, bit of that the idea there is, to your point of saying, like, how the future is about, like, electronics evolving, and we have electronic music that still evokes these things are very electronic in these days, so, like, it, it's the sound of, like, electronics, right? Yeah. Um, well, but, I, like, to your point... Yes, but also there were like different stations. They just yeah, chose they it for the demo to stay with electronic. Also, yeah. I think that all of the car stuff in that game is nowhere near done. Like I have a uh, yeah, I have a feeling that like that that the driving in that game and radio stations with it and where you drive and the roads and all that. I think they are a long way from finalizing it that. Basic. It feels really yeah. basic right now, and they're also the, the shortest parts of the how demo. Did they, how did they drive? The horses? They have pretty realistic butts, if I remember. So, or is that Red Dead? I think Red, Red Dead, Dead was had renowned great I don't think, you know, I feel like I, I can't imagine the vehicles getting that much more I'm kind of elaborate than they already are. Yeah. I think I, it's just not going to be, like, not that it's going to be a bad part of the game, <clears throat> but that it's just not going to be... Uh, it's really hard to make driving really good in a game unless driving is the focus of the game. Um, I think it's going to be a serviceable driving experience, and, I, and, I, and honestly, I feel like that's all I need from it. Um, and they did mention that, um, I believe they mentioned fast travel is an option, right? Fast travel is an option yeah. in some capacity. We don't really know exactly yeah, so, what it is. Especially with that also being uh, part of it, I think driving is going to be like, if you're down to do it, cool, and if not, there's fast travel sometimes in some contexts. But yeah, most games that aren't driving games don't have amazing driving. Hey, speaking of fast travel, Monster Hunter Iceborne is a brand new feature where you can fast travel with raid riders, where you can ride small monsters to a point on the map. Yeah! <laughs> Dude, Iceborne is hype, man. I'm, like, really excited for Iceborne. Yeah, so, so Tom and I were able to play Iceborne together. We killed the moose! We killed the moose. We were not able to kill, kill the T-Rex, which is the official um, pronunciation now. Not Tigrex, which I've been saying since I was, uh, I don't know, 14, but, you know, T whatever. Tigrex. Tigrex. Not T-Rex. Like no. What is yeah. the difference in what you just said? Grex. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't hear the joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I thought it was Tigrex, like Tiger, but it's T-Rex. Like, like T-Rex. As confirmed by Alfonso, one of the localization people, because they needed voiceover in Multiplayer World which is uh, interesting to me and probably not to a lot of other people, but that is okay. <laughs> but hey, Monster Hunter Community has been fighting about this for uh, a decade, so... Yeah, it's like when I found out like Reset Era is Resetera. It's Resetera. What? Uh, yeah, so it's Resetera. Uh, I'm still upset now. Kotaku Steven Totillo actually interviewed like the head of Resetera, and I've always said it this way, but everyone immediately told me, no, man, it's Reset Era. Because you're always lying on Not because of this. Once anyway, again, I, I will say it's because they capitalized the E before ERA, and so they, 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 that is their fault. Is So I know Iceborne is obviously no an expansion to the, the main Monster Hunter world. Is it something that's meant to possibly be played on its own, or do you have to have the base game? You have to have the base game, okay. and you have to have finished the storyline of the base game to oh, access wow. Iceborne, because it unlocks, it's basically master rank, which is a rank above high rank, so you need the high rank armor to be able to even challenge 
the mastering. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's real hard story. stuff, but it's a lot of real hard stuff. If you've already beaten the game and you're you're fighting the arc tempered monsters, if you start out with Iceborne, it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that's be, probably the case. Yeah. Um, it's it's. I'm excited, man. I'm really excited for that. The no. new level looked really cool, and they're continuing to do more like semi-exclusive stuff or first stuff on PlayStation. So. Uh, also, hey, uh, I played Monster Hunter World for the very first time with a, ma- a controller. Because oh, I PlayStation only, controller. I'd only, nice. Yeah, I'd only ever played it with a mouse and keyboard on PC, and I played it with a controller, and it actually was pretty he did fun. Good. Yeah, I was I was enjoying it. It has like the signature and stuff on it already, and I was like, wait, what? Oh. And so I think it's because you want to charge it to your room. Oh, uh, gotcha. anyway, sorry. Deal, dealing with the tabs. Yeah. Tabs. <laughs> and then we're opening a new tab, Yeah, right? we can. Yeah. But that one's just the... No, it's a good idea to... Yeah. The next yeah. one's totally better. Next one's on me. Next, or at least first one's Thanks, Miranda. Oh, so we're not all going to bed right now? No. <laughs> oh, well, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I have to pack. Hey, I already packed. Um, just so, so, so let me just, just a second about Monster Hunter I only packed my E3 stuff, which was nothing I need. It's just, like, random folders and pictures of things. So, the Monster Hunter World developers, I talked to I talked to Connor May Fujioka um, and also Ryozo Sujimoto, and they said that... Iceborne will have just as much content in as Monster Hunter World, and they will continue to support it as they had been Monster Hunter World, which means new monsters every couple of months with updates and events and everything, which was which is awesome. And they said they're doing this because the technology allows them to, because previously they would release a whole new game with an expansion, and instead, this time, they're just releasing just the expansion. And you can get a, a dual pack, Monster Hunter World and Iceborne, for I think sixty dollars when it comes out. Yeah, it's gonna basically just—they're almost taking the like World of Warcraft route with that, yeah. where you just like add the expansion to the base game and raise the price back up to full, which is not a bad way to do it. it. Gets people on board real quick, and if you haven't played Monster Hunter World, dang, that game is good, man. It's so good. I wish John Ryan was here because being in that snow area, the sound effects were so real to being in the actual snow. Uh-huh. It brought me back to that time I got stuck in a cabin in a blizzard. Oh my goodness, I remember that. We were so worried about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. for days. It was literally for days. Yeah. It was like a big team of you yeah. from IGN. We're just like stuck. Yeah, it was John Ryan, Brandon Tyrell, me, Kirk Carson, who's on the video team, and some of our partners. And uh, we got stuck in a blizzard in a cabin for a couple days and like literally couldn't leave. I was in a car trying to go up a hill and our snow tires... Um, uh, the chain snaps and we slid down a hill and uh, had to walk back. But we went back to the car for our Nintendo Switch to play Smash. So I it was that was fun before I started freelance with Brian. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember talking to you and being like, like asking about like working at a freelancing and I remember being like, I sh- I'm like, ma- I, I thought about mentioning like, hey, hope you're okay with your snowstorm. Yeah. But then I like didn't want to be creepy and weird. And I was like, oh my god, Brandon, it's so much comfier. I'm like, Brandon's like, come to the podcast. Hi, Tony and Tina. Podcast. Welcome, like, I want to, welcome to Podcast Beyond. Oh, hello. Oh beyond. beyond. Thank well, you. Yes. I'm really glad you all hit my stretchy pants story. Oh my god, Terry. <laughs> this is going in the episode, Terry. Yeah, well, it's 
special. It's fine. How was Thursday of uh, on a scale from tight pants, tight jeans to stretchy pants? How's your evening, Tina? Uh, well, I have uh, packed for all occasions yeah. because I am an over-preparer, so I've, I've felt pretty good about E3 2019. The one thing I forgot was lozenges. Uh, my my throat is pretty, pretty far gone, but I chalked that up to a fully successful E3 2019. Hey, on a scale from tight jeans to stretchy pants, how's your E3 gone? Pat doesn't want to be on the show. <laughs> Pat's like, edit my name out of this audio. <laughs> Pat's a silent observer. Burn the tape. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, um, this is adorable. Thank you. You guys are great. We're trying. Uh, Tina, I want to say thank you for bringing your Apple Watch charger. Every day. Every day. I never forgot it once. Yeah, my it. pleasure. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to look out and solve your problems. Thank you. That's what a good manager does. What was good. your favorite game at the show? Um, honestly, I, I played uh, Star Wars... Can I say that I played it? That's yeah. fine, right? Yeah, Who knows? Okay. So I played Star Wars on the very last day. The very last day of E3 is probably the best day because you have no obligations and you can just kind of float around. And so I went on a whim uh, to the EA meeting room and I played Star Wars and it's hard, but really? it's fun. Yeah, it's hard because it's it has like combat combos that I'm not really used to. And so it took a minute to remember like, oh, this is my force push. This is my force hold. And then, like, I can combine these two things with, like, a lightsaber throw and all this other fancy stuff and a parry. And the parrying is really difficult to do because all the enemies require, like, they have very specific moves and then also, like, cadences of moves. So their first moveset is one kind of parry and then their second moveset is a totally other one and you have to memorize per character, per moveset, and then, like, per animation while remembering all of your combos. So it's difficult. Uh, and I totally did the Dark Souls move of roll, 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 swipe, roll, 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 swipe. Uh, but once, like, it's clear once you get the hang of it and you remember, like, what button is what, then you can be kind of a, you know, choreographed killing badass by the end of it. So I really enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh, and my I pleasure. Keep you from, sorry to bombard you know, no, Beyond no, in the middle. Yeah. We saw IGN people and we're like, we have to say hello. We're on uh, the second hour of the episode. Oh, so we're fully delirious. Yes, yeah. Good job. Yeah, we're Good job, guys. Yeah, Best podcast. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to edit this down to a tight 15 minutes, it's right? It's only going to be 15 okay. minutes. It's just yeah. going to be the, the like, tight story, the tight, the tight teen yeah. story. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. 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 Right, guys, go well. Enjoy the rest of your Beyond. Thank you very much. Beyond. So good to see beyond. you guys. Good to see you guys, too. We'll be out there probably at some point. Yeah, yeah. good. Oh, no, everyone's just quiet now. Should we all go up? I guess there were three. So, so then she said, it's like, yeah, like, the last day of E3 things wind up. I'm like, ah, it depends on what you're doing, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, can someone hold this for Oh, it's on. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. My Casey's turn now. Yes, I'm holding the mic. I have all the power. Let's talk about Pokemon. It has a really good <laughs> I got the mic taken away from me. I didn't have time to jot up that, like, not even article article on on it, so I'm just going to say it here. We made Lulu big, and Lulu big is great. Yeah. I love that. Are you talking about Dynamax, Dynamax Lulu? Thing. Okay. Yeah, the headline, I didn't actually end up writing the article because I didn't have time. I went to control, and I got really tired, so I laid down. Um, but it was we Dynamax Lulu with adorable results, right? Yeah. yeah. I clicked That's it. Right? It would have been yeah. great. Yeah, Lulu's big. <laughs> Hulu is not strong. Hulu no, done Hulu died is real hard. A soft baby. So Hulu got murked in the streets. It was brutal. I have a video 
made by Tom Marks yes. of all of the stats of the six Pokemon we had in our party. Yay. And I'm going to transfer that over to the wiki That's when great. I feel like it. Well, I didn't send you that yet. Awesome. <laughs> but I know it exists, and I will well, transfer yeah, it over. I think someone else on that duty, and I don't know if they exist. And then uh, at Nintendo Treehouse, they, they accused me of... Uh, there are actual cops in the bar right now. I know, there are cops. I don't like yeah, it. Hey, are you kids talking about the video games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal. Hey, who's your favorite cop in video games? Let's go ask. Yeah. Number one entertainment cop. Cops yeah. love that. Yeah. I, I'm not, not What do you think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Go. Like, it's fun. It's the one that pulls Jay-Z over in the Black Album, which is actually just Jay-Z speaking to himself. I always thought it was another person when I was a kid, and I saw like the behind-the-scenes video, and I saw it was just Jay-Z speaking in a weird voice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. But when Jay-Z does his album with Linkin Park, it's actually one of the Linkin Park guys doing the voice of the presumably white police officer. So I've yeah. only heard yeah. no, no, numb encore. Hotel staff with earpieces have now come over, too. The situation is developing. Yeah, I am too. Should we go outside? I know. Should we vacate the premises? No. She took the. She just took it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys can leave, but I have to stay. So we have. I really want sweet potato fries. I'm not gonna lie. Speaking of like, I don't know, police-ish presence. All the um, security, all the security dogs at E3 were very uh, unprofessional. What? Yeah, they just looked—they just looked very soft. Like if you just pet them. Are you guys still talking about tipping waitresses no, and we're Pokemon? Talking we're talking about the cops. Beyond. Thanks, Lucy. Yes, we almost died and had to eat Kirk Carson's legs. <laughs> that definitely didn't happen. It, look, it's just because there's no meat on them. Okay, fair. Um, seeking out. Okay, so I still want to sign off a lot of things like that. Yeah, the E3 security dogs were very soft looking. I just wanted to pet them. They did not look. Usually, a security dog looks a little bit like. Whoa, little whoa! Brushed. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. I'm, there's there's real shit going on. They just opened the wall. What? Yeah. No, the single, I tried to sneak into there last year, and then some guy oh. gave me some like side eye. Yeah. So Chloe ran me. We were we were watching this the whole time, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak in there. I'm gonna open that door in the wall. It's a secret. I'm going in. And like I got very close, phone. and then a guy just started watching. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I am. Um, I love sneaking around hotels. Like I love That's it. Cool. I get I, especially that. Especially yeah. like haunted hotels. And you're gonna love like, three. three. <laughs> Do I have a game for you? What like what if something seriously happens right now? we're noticing this, the fact that a bookshelf wall is opening up behind a man who's just been sitting at a desk with a computer in the middle of this restaurant the entire night. It's a weird combination. Where are we? This is a front? Yeah. If you guys could have any cliche hidden thing in your house, what would you have? Like the book that was a bookshelf type of thing. Uh, How many other things of that are there? Uh, there's like a lot. Like candlestick. Any Resident Evil Gun Closet? What? Secret gun closet. How would it open? I don't know. It's here. When you have a gun. 
sorry, I am so like, you, it's, a, it's a, it's a yeah, one-way mirror. So you go into your gun closet uh, and can look out so you can shoot the bad guys. Maybe, maybe, I just maybe, don't look at them, and yeah. I try to just not look at them ever. You don't think it. we should That's be watching? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm like a recording device. <laughs> maybe Tom can watch the police directly. I choose not to. Take that one. Um, I got a bow tie. I'm non You're fine. Yeah, you're yeah. totally fine. Anyway, back to video games. Um, video games have policemen in them, like GTA. You gotta drive correctly, or else the cops will come get you in the RPG. I'm into that um, that expansion they have for um, the game that I can't remember the name of anymore for some reason. Forza Horizon. Yo, uh, the Lego expansion. Yeah, because that's also RPG. Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, it is Microsoft. Who had the best? Who had the best press conference? Nintendo. Not a uh, not pre-recorded. Because I think Nintendo's the obvious one that's for this just, year. Microsoft I think probably Microsoft, but, but Microsoft, Microsoft had just dance with Panic at the Disco. So I actually they weren't there. I, I know. Think Ubisoft had a good show. It's just that Ubisoft had like a very Ubisoft show where I'm it wasn't like so bored. I'm so it wasn't bored. like surprising, yeah. and I mean they had surprises. It just was like very much the same show they put on every year, yeah. which Ubisoft's wasn't like a bad thing. They did no. a good job, and they had cool stuff there. Yeah, just God's God's yeah, it was good. I want to talk about that costume. I'm so excited for God's Monster. Yeah, yeah I like really want to see more I, of that. I feel like, like a lot of Ubisoft games are very predictable. Like they have a type of game that they like to make, and they make those games in different ways. And, and that's great for people who really love it, but for people like me who just don't really get excited about Ubisoft games, it's just... It's you know what's sad? Super just Dance is nothing like any of the other Ubisoft just games. Just Dance is really that's been And the an fact that people everywhere. are... I know Just Dance is extremely popular, but all, like, hardcore gamers don't, like, play Just Dance. Just Dance is dope. Hey, yeah. for and the record... What I, could, what I could say is y'all just can't dance. So y'all too afraid to dance. You don't have the confidence to pick up that Joy-Con and bust a move. I try to make... Also, Casey's really good at Just Dance. <laughs> and I did edit myself out because I actually do that in real life. It's not even podcasting. Sometimes I swear a lot. Sometimes I'll just edit myself. I watched Casey play Just Dance, and she tore that thing up. And I'm like, I played a lot of Just Dance, and I'm not gonna lie, I stepped onto the floor, and I said, you know what? Up right now. I can hold my own. <laughs> Let's go. And Defridis just like the meter was so much higher than I've ever seen it be, and we were like equally not sober, so I had no excuse. But yeah, Kristen, was, Kristen did win one. Kristen's arms are amazing, but Kristen did win. A me- that's unrelated, but I she, that's all she wanted. They yeah. did so many dances against me, and Kristen's like, I just need to win one. We she did. Max Goville also appeared that night. We hey, made him dance with us. I tried. I tried to make him dance to Hatsune Miku. Popey, popey, popey. It's the one that goes pop, 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 pop. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool song. You're dancing with vegetables, okay, guys? Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, it's but, so good. Dude, thanks yeah. to the three of you who have stuck around. Not to this to point. Not confused with Hansen and Miku's other vegetable songs, the leak. Um, uh, I forget the, the original one. Yeah. Bad yeah. Romance. That one's really yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Max Goville. He appears for his wife. It's a limp vegetable. He made him dance. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, the, the anyway, this is the game you can play on PlayStation. Can Beyond. we talk real quick though about thanks pre E3? I said this a lot, a lot actually. Pre E3, I thought that thank you, Janet. I thought that Square Enix had an opportunity to like clean up, and they didn't. They did not. That show was bad. Like, okay, okay, we need to we need to exclude one thing, one. which sure. is the opening whole 
portion about Final Fantasy VII was awesome. They sure. gave us really cool details. The game looks really, really good. Sure. They gave oh, us a hard date. We're right? going to get to Avengers. But yeah. No, that was the, awesome. The thing to me, their press conference should have just been the beginning and the ending. Yes. Because they literally spent an hour most of which was on games that were already out. 80% of the stuff, uh, that's a rough estimate, of the stuff they showed was commercials. Like, yeah. And I know that literally every entire E3 oh, conference, yeah. conference they, is a commercial. And they completely spoiled Captain Hero, right? Captain, wait, Captain Spirit. Yeah, basically. Yeah, one of their they ads was just like, to us. watch this entire thing. Yeah. It was... It was very odd. I think they were too spoiling with Lux Dreams too, to be honest. No. But it was weird. It was just odd because I figured, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Lux Dreams series and the sequel's actually really strong. I like the writing a lot. Gameplay, not as interesting, but the writing's very strong. Um, yeah, and that's the game on PlayStation. The soundtrack is great. Put that indie music in my veins. I love it. It's so good. Like, they played Listomania, and I just lost my mind. <laughs> It is so great. Yeah, um, I, I was just real disappointed. Oh, like, I figured they would announce like a five or a physical copy or something, but it was anything. You don't, um, you don't get to know this. I'm sorry. What? Oh, it's a secret. Something just happened and we can't know. Can right. we talk about if Avengers? I blush. I would be blushing. <laughs> Why can you not? Is it? Is it blush. pornographic? I don't think so. No. What's not? Yes. All right. Uh, but yeah, we can get to Avengers. Avengers. All right. Uh, anyway. Um, this has gotten very weird. It has, but that um, was the point. You yeah, asked for this. I did ask this is, for this. You're doing. I know. We are at like an hour, 40 minutes into this version Great. of the show. Who Great. knows how much else happened beforehand. Yeah. They're looking at something on Twitter, I think. Yeah, so the Avengers showing. So did you see oh. the behind closed doors? No, I didn't. Okay, but so. I heard it was. I heard mixed things. Yeah. I heard some people say that it was way better than the press conference showing because it actually showed you what the game was. Thank you. I appreciate and then it. I heard in of stretchy and tight. Yeah. All right. And they're like, are they pink? They are. Yeah, they're pink. I think it's nice. It contrasts with. He has like a dark shirt on. I'm just gonna describe it. Thank you. It's a blue collared shirt with white polka dots. It's a white colored pants. The contrast is nice. And the biggest surprise of the night, Tom Marks is wearing a bow tie. But okay, Gods and Monsters is extra awkward now that there's Breath of the Wild too. No, look, I'm excited for Gods and Monsters. You can customize your character. <gasps> Tom took off his bow Why? I don't even recognize okay, him. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I thought when Tom would take off his bow tie, his head would fall off like in that horrifying short story. Oh no! <laughs> Whoever read the woman with the green yes. scarf story, like <laughs> for all my lit nerds out there. Scary stories you tell in the dark. There's also a Junji Ito story about that among the, with um, a guy who gets essentially cursed and he has to keep a scarf on. And it's, I think it's a scarf. Anyway. Am I legally bloody. allowed to put this episode it's, out? Yes. It's bloody. Because his, uh, it's very least. Yeah. This is an editorial product. You do what you want. Thank you. I mean, these, these, are, these are stories John, of literature. My brother would pilot the whole thing. Jonathan. We were... So close to talking about <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> Alright, anyway, Avengers. We saw us about that thing. I, I feel bad because I do not care about Avengers at all. No, like so, Marvel, so Marvel I was is saying, fine, they're popcorn flicks, I'm happy to go see them in the theater, and that's it. What I was okay, saying Tom, before Janet's pants. Hi Fred. Hi Fred. Uh, uh, Fred Hi, Sullivan Fred. of our social team is here. So Avengers. So Avengers, yeah. So let's just say yeah. it's like they're, they're not my favorite. I love Spider-Man, but you know the Avengers as a whole. 
Aww, not super sold on them. Definitely not sold on uh, what we saw. What's the better? Squares, but what is what is the better? What is the better Marvel game? Avengers or Ultimate Alliance? Oh, definitely Avengers. Ultimate Alliance. Wait, 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 wait. I previewed Ultimate Alliance, oh, and I've okay. seen the behind closed doors demo of okay. Avengers. I more understand what kind of game Ultimate Alliance is. And Which one's oh. better? Okay, wait. Okay, go ahead. Okay, wait. Finish. So the thing I was saying is that some wait, people wait. saw the behind the scenes. No, no, no. no. Well, let's I'm, talk I'm about staying on this card. Yeah. Some, some, some people saw the behind the scenes demo and thought it was really a lot better because they actually knew what the game was. Other people saw the behind the scenes demo and were like, this is all quick time events and I don't get it. Like, so there's, it's mixed, and I think that is so confusing so it's and surprising. The problem was the demo was very much the tutorial level, right. because it, it bounced between every individual character's perspective, but from what they've told us, that's not what you do in levels. You just will choose the hero you want to play as, and that's who you play in a level. So the problem with the demo is it, it's, it's meant to give you a sense of every hero, but that's not how a level will play out, so we don't actually know the progression of how that stuff will work. So... We got a little bit of gameplay sense. It's for, Thank it's you. for the wrong podcast. Thank you. No, it's okay. Let me just mention flashlight. Yes, Terry oh, Schwartz just dropped me off a flashlight. I will see you guys. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Jenga from Dornbush plays not Sony games. Beyond exclusive, yeah. It has Gooey G on the side. It's Gooey's Mansion flashlight that you can get at the Nintendo booth. It's very bright. It's very bright. Do yeah. do it's that, for killing ghosts. Do oh, you're right there. The cops are, are going to come. I <laughs> <laughs> don't want that. Here, take that from me. Take it anyway, away. Okay, so, so Marvel. The, the demo we saw behind closed doors was very much the like tutorial version of this game. And so it showed you all five characters. The problem was, in that demo, only about half of the characters looked interesting to play. So Which ones? Um, Hulk. Okay. Hulk looks really good because his physicality is really great. And he like, smashes. He smashes, and there's like one point where he takes two guys, like enemies, and he smashes them together. And then he also like uses hand claps as sort of like a thunder blast and all this sort of stuff. And then Cap looked pretty cool because essentially like you can ping pong the shield around. And like that, bits of that were cool, but the Iron Man aspect was just watching Iron Man fly a little bit through San Francisco <laughs> and shooting. So that wasn't cool. The Thor section was basically Kratos, but not as good. And then Black Widow. That's a really good analogy. Kratos, but not as good. And then Black this Widow. Is a God of War. Yeah. But not uh, new God of War. No. Old God of War. But, new God of War is great. New God of War is yeah, real good. Thank you all. Let's talk about the new God of War. Corey, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, what? Anyway. No, just that he had to get all the way to here to hear about God of War. Um, please. Uh, more like you're welcome. Because uh, clearly you had nothing else better to do. So no, no, Corey has some more important things to do. Anyway, yeah, so then the fifth so. one was Black Widow, which is like, it's a weird counterbalance to these four superpowered people. Especially yeah. when the I was surprised was, to hear Black Widow and not a different... So here's what well, I'll say. Or go ahead. I just the problem with the Black Widow demo too was so I don't think any of the dialogue in the demo is particularly good. But the Black Widow section, uh, Laura Bailey is a great voice actress. She was saddled with all of the expositional dialogue because she's fighting Taskmaster. So she's like, "Huh, Taskmaster, weird to see you again. You memorize my moves and use them back at me, don't you?" And I'm like, "Why is this the dialogue right now? Like, it's." Um, I have a question. Uh, why is it that people are like wondering why Marvel Ultimate is it? No. Ultimate no Avengers, right? The, the, the one that's behind closed doors. Avengers? Yeah. 
that Marvel Avengers dialogue is bad, but no one's surprised that the Marvel movie dialogue is bad. Okay, like, we're not going to do this argument again. That's not mm, true, but we're not going to get into like, this Like, what I could say is it's... Uh, and I loved, um, I loved Endgame, and I loved... Uh, what was one before that? Infinity War? Infinity War. Those ones were actually dope. Most of the Marvel movies, the writing is cheesy. And some people are love campy it. in a good way. Ragnarok is the best. I think it's super cheesy. All that this demo was missing was a Ben and Jerry's joke about, like, a sponsored ad joke. That's it. It was I the same type of writing. The whole, like, um, two men arguing, don't do this now. That's all. Of Avengers, the writing is not good. It's bad. That's I don't want to get into this argument right now because it's so... It will go but nowhere. But I will say, like, in my opinion, we won't agree, well, but in my opinion, the writing was on brand for the kind... But here's the issue. At least in the movies, there's more dialogue. I think the reason... So to your... To, like, counter-argue against myself or whatever, I think the reason some people find it a little bit more annoying that the writing is a little cheesy in the game is because you get less writing, so you notice the writing more. But I would argue, honestly... It's all cheesy, all the way down. So, so here's the other thing about this, though, because this is this is an important distinction. Because a lot of people saw the trailer for Avengers, Marvel's Avengers, and were like, "This feels weird, right? Like it feels off." And I think a really big reason for that is that remember the video game licenses for Marvel stuff is anything. You can have X Men together with Marvel. You can do whatever you want. You can have Fantastic Four in there. It's not like the movie licenses, which are all split up, but. The, the weird thing is that this game has chosen this game has chosen to use all of the iconography, all of the character design, all of the humor, even a lot of the cinematography of the Avengers movies, yeah. the cast of Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, and then nothing else. It's not the same actors, it's not the same plot. Well, you know what I mean? It's not even their faces. RDJ costs like $50 million per... It's not, it's not the same stories. It's not the same world. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, they decided to borrow a lot of that clout and then not follow through of it just being a MCU game. It's also game. like, in the game's but, defense, these games are always something about it. It's just tough to pull off. Like, when you have an IP like this, like, how many bad Spider-Man games do we have? Like, Marvel Spider-Man was, I really loved that game. It yeah, was great. It was great. And then that really old Spider-Man game, also good. But everything in between, bad, right? Or, like, not that good. Not notable. You should talk to Barrett Courtney. Um, <laughs> That's probably true in general, but I think these licenses are hard to pull off because, you know, we, um, yeah, we enjoy, uh, whether, I mean, I don't enjoy all the Marvel films, like, I've been very I can tell. Yes, because I think the writing is bad in a lot of them, but, like, like, in general, people like this IPs, and it's hard to think about what does the video game version of this look like, and what do we really want, what do we love in the, in the movies that we can bring to the game, I think it's a hard question to answer, and I, I feel like what this game did because I saw the behind the closed, closed doors um, demo is it kind of went a safe route it kind of has like this beat em up kind of cliche adventure style action um, and I feel like it's not something that's going to be great it might not even be good but I think it'll be okay it'll be like a serviceable game um, I see Marvel's I don't think it will be I did not like Marvel I don't think it's going to be just an okay game because I don't think Marvel will let this game I think fail. it'll be okay or well, no, like, I think they're going to, I think they'll hold off on it. Like, if they feel like it's not going to perform well, I think they will delay this they game. They scrap it all and give it to a new studio. What just, is, like, Metroid Prime 4. Well, I mean, that's the, the weird thing is Crystal Dynamics is a great studio and yes. they're behind this one. And so, like, I have faith in them to tell a good story and to make a good single-player campaign. 
I just don't know what the competing forces are of interest in what this game should be. And I think, based on this reaction, we're probably going to see maybe a longer beta or a longer delay or something. Because, like, Avengers is, regardless of the dialogue conversation, which we're not going to convince each other either way. Anything. No. But so anyway... I know I'm in the minority. No, but it's but fine. I, it's, it's just like, I want to have this conversation. I just feel like we're going to just no, end no, up no, arguing. 100%. But yeah, um, Avengers is literally like one of, if not the biggest entertainment franchises in the universe. Yeah. And so Marvel can't just be like, eh, let's just let it be a seven and move on. Like, they will want this game to succeed. And I think they will take the step necessary to hold off. I don't think they're going to do like a total paid or like visual one rewrite. It's, um, it's kind but, of curious too. You know, um, we've all seen like, a lot of behind closed doors stuff with like gameplay footage, etc. Wrote a lot of articles, made a lot of content off of that. But the only the only game that asked for feedback was Cyberpunk 2077, which is the only game with a release date of the ones I saw behind closed doors. But I saw, I saw a couple games actually. Yeah, well, Avengers has a release date. Yeah, but it was just weird that like Cyberpunk it was interesting that it was interesting yeah, they, that's just that they, they chose to like ask for that yeah. versus like so the idea of like what did they change if they were to make changes. I'm curious as to what they would be basing that on, and can, some people wrote stuff, so maybe it'd be that. I, but. Can I counterpoint you, sure. real quick? Uh, I think that Marvel would totally let there be a bad Avengers game because bad comic book games happen all the time. They did, but Marvel <laughs> Games is totally different now. Oh, like I guess. Marvel Games is a new company over the last couple years, and like let's call it their phase one of games. Marvel's Spider-Man is really the only one that hugely succeeded. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite didn't do super well. The Telltale Guardians didn't do do super well. So I think they are very much looking ahead of, like, Marvel's Spider-Man is the benchmark for them for good games. And I think they are going to, whether it's in future content updates or whether through delays or other things, I think they're going to really push for this game to be good and so like like I want to see what two hours of that game looks like yeah yes speaking of two hours how long is this podcast one hour and 51 minutes at this time recording never it's supposed to be like six hours long but anyway hold on um it's getting late here on the final night of E3 thank you so much for listening to this if you did all the way through for some reason somehow it was entertaining if, if if you made it all the way to the end without skipping uh, t- uh, tweet at Jonathan at JM Dorbush on Twitter, uh, Rutabaga, and then we will know. Yes, do yes. that. Thank everyone you. Everyone tweet everyone Rutabaga. Um, Rutabaga is a delicious root vegetable, a combination of turnip and something else that I don't know of, but it is very delicious. Very good, Casey. Thank a you good, for sharing. It is a good low calorie alternative to potatoes. Um, thank you if you've been listening to this episode. I always loved the E3 shows, not because they were the most comprehensive or cohesive shows, but because of how silly and weird and fun they were, and I hope this one captured a little bit of that spirit. Of course, we did so much coverage from the week of E3, so please read all of those previews, all the news that broke, all of the opinion pieces, all of the stuff we still have coming on the way. Everyone did such a kick-ass, tremendous job this week. I mean, unless you got a day job, because that's a lot of stuff. I'd do it in the evenings then. Okay. Uh, There's time after the sun goes down. Apparently it's not important. It's IGN now. Exactly. Whoa. Thank you. Um, no, but sincerely, uh, thank you to anyone who has checked out all of that content. Obviously, we like poured ourselves into that over this week and do throughout the year, so we really appreciate it. Um, Max and Brian, as you may have noticed, could not be on this episode. They both left earlier today because they did tremendous amounts of live show. Incredible. 
Yeah, they did, they did a really fantastic job. They did, oh, yeah. they did such a great job, and I had so. I stand on two boxes to stand next to Max, and then he still had to crouch down a lot. Yeah. And even then, you could tell he was still taller than me. Check out our cyberpunk conversation. <laughs> um. So obviously, both of them were a wee bit tired and wanted to head home to their families. So they did just that. And Lucy was with us earlier, but she is at Luce L U C E O'Brien on Twitter. Uh, Jr. Who was with us earlier was at US of Jr. Miranda is at Havoc Rose, Havoc with an K, so H-A-V-O-K-R-O-S-E. Casey is Shiny Casey D, spelled like it sounds. Janet is Gameonysis. Is that how Game I pronounce it? Sorry? Game Onesis. Game Onesis, okay. I say it differently. Uh, spell it for That's the audience. Say, uh, it's Game O-N-Y-S-U-S. Thank you. Tom is at Tom R. Marks. I try to guess what the R stands for every time he's on the show, so I'm going to go with Tom Respectful Marks because oh. he's a good man. No. Okay. No, it's not that. Um, and I <laughs> and am. It's not true. You are respectful. Okay. And I am at J.M. Dormish. Of course, Beyond normally airs every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific at beyond.ign.com, youtube.com slash IGN Beyond, and your favorite podcast services. Thank you so much for listening to this bizarre, weird episode. I hope some of it was fun and weird and enjoyable. And as always, Beyond. 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 Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.